Let's take this first shot. Let's do it. Shot one. Oh my God. Shot two. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Shot, shot three. three. See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. I'm it was a little rough. Don't you do it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> That's the first side. This is three shots in. I'm fucking drunk. Hi, welcome back to Three Shots In. This is episode 41. I'm Jess. I'm Jake. And joining us today are the brother duo of Ricky and TJ, the Stoner Brothers. Welcome. Do, do we talk now? Yeah, no. say hi. Hi. Hi, guys. That's right. You've both been on the show before, and you'd read, just, just say hi a little louder next time. Hi a little louder next time. Next Love time, it. hi. Wow. <laughs> so great. You get so smart. <laughs> Everyone loves you, I'm sure. So today the topic is stage. Stage. So you can be talking about, like, an acting stage is, like, what comes to mind, right? A theater stage. But perhaps some play on words will happen tonight? Like staging something that was supposed to look real but is fake. Maybe like a robbery. Like a maybe a staged robbery. Is that a thing? What about a staged coach? Ooh, sure. Stage coach. I, I tried actually to I think about that. I tried to find like a stage the stage coach killer. Um, that's not a thing. Which would have been really cool I if it like was a thing. We talked just about. Nature. I'm actually kind of bummed that's not a thing. We talked about no. a stage coach, at least attempted killer, last episode. Well, I was trying to find like a serial killer who like like ran a stagecoach or something. Couldn't find it. Oh. Yeah. I would okay. watch that movie though. Right? His name was pretty good. Dysentery? Oh, no. He killed I don't want many to talk about, stagecoach drivers. I don't want to talk about the Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. So today we took shots of a kind of whiskey and I hated it. I hated it the last time I took shots of it and it I hate it still. Monkey shoulder. I like it. Blended malt scotch whiskey. That's right. Sorry, Hanso. Apparently this is a fancy kind of malt scotch. Yeah, this is batch 27. Oh. And perhaps batch 30 would be better, but batch 27 just does not have what I need in it. You know? I would say it missed the mark. But it I also, it has Hebrew on the back. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Can well, I see? You sure it's Hebrew? I know what Hebrew looks like. That is Hebrew. Isn't that Hebrew tattoo in your eye? I don't say soup? see. Oh, there it is. You sure it's not Aramaic? Oh my God. Oh, is it Sanskrit, Jake? Jesus Christ. What's, it's fucking Hebrew. What's Sanskrit? I don't know, but I heard it on Supernatural before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So we took shots of Monkey Shoulder. Hanso, I'm very sorry. I know this is a quality whiskey, at least to whiskey lovers, but I've got to say this tasted like garbage water to me. Oh. <gasps> Jacob felt the same. Ricky did not. He I quite is a fan. It. He he loves whiskey. TJ, what about you? Oh, it wasn't bad. I mean, the rusty nail at the bottom was a nice uh, little addition to it. Nice little kick. Mm-hmm. Okay. We 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 did allow it to um, breathe for some time. <laughs> allow it before we drink it. When Jacob opened the bottle, which was freshly opened, it it still had the plastic. True. I, I, on the I top. ripped the seal off. Yes, the cork. It was just thrown in there willy-nilly. It didn't even fit, you know? It was a bit small. <laughs> Basically, all that to say, this this very fancy uh, whiskey had some chance to aerate a lot of it, it actually, before we opened it. And uh, it did not taste any better to me. I hated it. Didn't enjoy it at all. And 
we are have not made cocktails yet, but we will very soon, and those will be dark and stormies. We will be drinking some dark and stormies. Ooh. Maybe after the first wheel spin. After the first wheel spin. And after we thank our beautiful, wonderful, amazing patrons. That's right. Every single patron that we have has a massive penis and or clitoris. And we Whoa. will be thanking mom. Is that the sound of the clitorises? We will be th- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mom, dad, mm. Terry, Danny, David, Sam, Jeremy, Ricky, yep. TJ, Abria Thomas and Flash. You all must have incredibly large really, really clitori big, big or clits. penis eye, whatever. Is that the plural of penis? I'm assuming. I don't know. Okay. Well, Jacob feels the way he feels. I think you are all upstanding and handsome people. Oh, I'm sure they're even bigger upstanding. You know what I mean? Ha, 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 ha. Hey, TJ and Ricky, one of you must spin the wheel. Now, one of you has to stand up to do it. One of you can stay seated because you have freakishly long arms. Who's it going to be? I took three shots, so I'm going to stay seated. Ricky, I pass this off Don't worry, I can reach it from here. Oh, I know you can. It was an even longer spin. Mm. Okay, bear with me on this one. We have a big parentheses in here, okay? We're not making bear sounds, Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. You must sponge bathe one person from history. Parentheses, they gotta have died like a while ago. Close parentheses. Who would That's it be? Very weirdly specific. It's strange that it must be with a sponge. You must and sponge bathe one person from history. They got to have died like a while ago. Who would it be? So That's historical true. person is defined by someone who, what was the parentheses? Isn't alive? Is that what they said? They got to have died like a while ago. It just says like a while. It literally says like a while ago. Okay. So I'm assuming this was written by like a Gen Zer. So maybe a while could be like Ricky, you have a years? question? I'm Go not. ahead. I, I do. I have a question. Uh, is it like a... Like a like a dish sponge or like a like a sea sponge. I think mm. it's a sea sponge. No, so imagine imagine how like nurses sponge bathe old people in a hospice. Hold on, but imagine it if it were a little more sexual. Okay, mm. why? That's what you're doing. Okay. No, why would it have to be that way? Because I'm assuming I'm assuming that like, James Cameron is directing this. Is he not? Why would anyone direct a sponge bath? Oh, James Cameron would. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Obviously. If anyone would, it would be James Cameron. Yep. So. Okay. Anyway, moving on. You're going to sponge bait someone from history. Who is it? All I can think of is Cleopatra or Julius Caesar. I don't know why. It's Both of them. No, it's literally like a tag team. Only people I can think of right now. Okay. Well, oh, that's all you can choose think of. one. To well, which think. one is it? Is it, you is it Cleopatra or is it, is it Julius Caesar? Well, obviously Cleopatra. Why is that obvious? Why is that obvious? I don't know. Why? Because she's a child? <laughs> because she, she's 14 years old? She grew up. <laughs> Like she did eventually she become an adult. Older. Jacob. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. So is this that he gets to choose who to SpongeBob or sponge? <laughs> <laughs> and you get to decide the age because that's that's messed up. Yeah. Who are yeah. you, Patrick, starring? <laughs> <laughs> so it is a sea sponge. <gasps> yeah. Well, I'm just trying to think of like super badass, like his historic people. I'd you sponge know? bathe George Washington. <gasps> and I would it. I'd really like Get stretch it out. Like it would it would be a sensual bathing to he thank him. It. Would you polish for the found- his teeth? Yep. His wooden teeth? Yeah. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'd sand him down, you know? Yeah. Sand down everything else as well. Oh. You know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> oh my god. 
polish all the wood on that man. Oh yeah. Mm. Starting with his teeth. Thank you for my freedom. And that would, I mean, that it would just carry on from there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 TJ. I have no idea. Um, Who are you sponge bathing? Slowly, like delicately, slowly and delicately. I assume. Ah, uh, someone from history. Who's uh? Name anyone from history at this point. That's a dangerous. That that's. Nope. You'll be fine. Go for it. Mm, I would not count on that. Three, two, one. Use your go. discretion. No, because the one person that comes to mind, I know she's underage, and I'm not saying that. She, uh, it was Joan of Arc, wasn't it? Did it she? It was, because you said know. Cleopatra. I so was thinking. I say Joan of Arc. She I was, was thinking Joan of Arc, too, but you I, couldn't do that. I've been under it's the, wrong. I'm under the impression she did die before she reached she did. adulthood. So. I think you're right. Yeah. Maybe someone else would and be someone wiser. Else. She was a strong woman. Oh, so I know. I, think she strong needs woman. I know. I know who I want. Let's hear it. Helen of Troy. Oh, she was probably underage too. She probably was. I don't give a shit. She's Dude. the prettiest woman in the world. <laughs> Everyone was fucking dying for her marriage. No, she was the prettiest woman to that dude that started a war between his two countries. First of all, Agamemnon started the war and he was not her husband. Sure. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of that movie. It was. But I mainly just watched Brad Pitt it, like killing people. It, it wasn't him. Just saying. Wasn't Helen of Troy was known as the most beautiful woman in the world. Sure. I'm going to want to see that strange. You know what I mean? I'm going to want to clean it with my sponge. Maybe give it a little extra little Ooh, flick here. We didn't need any you hand know? motion. A little demonstration. Demonstrate. That's how I clean it. That's how I clean it right there. I could, I could stand to see a little more. Right there. <laughs> Ew. Right there. Stop it. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Well, Helen mm-hmm. of Troy it is. TJ, mm-hmm. you're the last one. You still haven't chosen. I still, I haven't. Just someone from history. I can't. I'm, I'm Marie Antoinette, perhaps. Mm. You want to see that cake? Everyone wanted some cake. You want to wash that cake? You know no, she had want... a WAP, right? Oh, you, you got someone else? No. Oh. I just remembered why you were talking about cake. Oh. Well, she said, let them all see my cake, oh. right? That's her famous quote. <laughs> that was not what she said. I'm paraphrasing, of course. <laughs> of course. Sure. <laughs> mm. Um. What about... But she was pretty brutal with a lot of the dudes, so like, I feel about... like if I did something wrong, I would no, get she like, didn't do anything. Didn't she die having sex with a cow? No. Whoa. Oh. No, that wasn't that was, her? That this wasn't her? Are this you is sure? France, not Greece. Oh. Jesus Christ. No. I Marie actually, Antoinette married the king, and then he was all no, like, oh. she was beheaded. I he know was you're all talking like, oh, about I want to marry other women, and so he cut her head off. Hmm. I don't know. You know. I don't remember who it was, but I know I've heard that story yeah, as well. I, like, I, like I thought it was a rumor, and not true, but still. I know who you're talking about. Marie Antoinette was beheaded. Um... And I'm not sure who was rumored to have had sex with like a bull or something or a horse or I really don't know. But either way, I thought it was a rumor. I didn't think it was true. I think it was Queen Elizabeth. No, he's thinking of Loki. Remember Loki turned into like some sort of donkey and got fucked by a horse or something? And he had a baby. I remember that. But that's not who he means. I don't think that made it into the MCU. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Disney version. (laughs) Interesting. TJ, Eleanor Roosevelt. No. Do you want to sponge that? No, no. Okay. Um, She'd probably be kind. How about? What's like one of the one of the the Greek god chicks from Greek Greek gods? Athena. There we go. They're myths. We're talking about people from real history. Yeah. How do we know they're not? uh, You know, like a real chick that was like running around like. Okay. Real history says that the Trojan War happened and that there was someone named Helen. Who knows? Who knows if she was the most beautiful woman in the world? Helen's sister. Bam. Helen's sister. Yeah. Helen of Troy. She's probably pretty Helen. hot too. Yeah. She's Her probably sister. like super yeah. hot. I mean, you're, you, you guys are already taking care of Helen. So I'm like, what's up sister? Like, Hey, you like need some smudging too? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. 
don't that's know. fine. No, that's fine with me. Makes sense. All, all in history, like I, I like history, but all the all the people in history are dudes to me. So wow. So whoa. you only remember the dudes in history? Misogyny, much? Just a little bit. <laughs> wow. What about Mary Magdalene? Ooh, get wrecked. You don't want to sponge. <laughs> nope. Nothing. It's, uh, that's interesting. I'm not going to touch that. that that's all right. Sure. Blast okay. for me. Blast for you. Blast for everybody. Okay. Well, we've all decided. Yes. Now let's go make some cocktails and then we'll be back for what I assume will be my story first. So you're up first, Jess. I am. And uh, when I first heard stage, I thought of actual stages. I wanted to know how many people had died on stage specifically. And there were a lot. So I had to minimize how many people I was going to talk about. Stage and plays and shit have been around for quite some time. Yes. I would imagine that there would be a large number of deaths at this point. Right. Like at least a thousand. Probably. You think it's over a thousand? I think it's over. Are you kidding me? You know how many plays there are and how many people there are and how many, how many, fucking expendable people there are sure but those people would have to die like in the two hours of during a play that's first of all plays are like four hours plays you've been to i hate them all never been to a good play because you keep going to the four hour long ones i think it's even less than a thousand i would say 200 max it's even less than that because people typically don't give a shit about actors who die on stages not in the 1800s anyway yeah, no, we don't care about them. And that's pretty much when most of them died. Which makes sense, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm just gonna read this list of people who died on stage and died so horribly that it is on record. Okay. Because someone did care about it and cool. they wrote it down. I will say what year it took place and the manner or at least the reason for which they died. Like the cause of death? The, mm, yeah, what led to them dying? Are you ready? Sure. Cue spooky music. 1820, bullet catch trick. Huh. Wait, are these plays or just people who have died on a stage? On a stage. I didn't say plays. Yeah, that number would be over a thousand at that this point, That number right? would definitely be over a thousand, because, <laughs> like, it's not hard to die on a stage. It, it's not. Especially when, you're, when your act is called bullet catch trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's find out. Madame Delinsky was the wife and assistant of a Polish magician. Back in the early 19th century, rifles were loaded very differently than they are now. It was from biting an open cartridge, pouring the gunpowder into the barrel, and then jamming the rest of the cartridge down the barrel with a rod. Yes, thank you, Ricky, for demonstrating. You're welcome. Was it a was it like a really big rod, average rod? Probably a small rod. Small rod. I, I mean, would imagine. What What's small, though? So a small rod could get the job done. That's what we're... Thin enough to fit into the barrel of a gun. Right. I'm sure you're very familiar, Jake. Oh, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Madame Delinsky and her partner had a routine where she faced a firing squad of six soldiers. Huh. (laughs) But in order for the trick to work, the soldiers were secretly instructed to bite away the entire bullet and load in a blank, as opposed to dumping some gunpowder into the barrel. Okay. Is that where the term bite the bullet comes from? I have no idea. <sighs> That'd have been cool if you knew that, though. Yeah, it would have been a lot cooler if you did. But I don't. In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No. She's not in Poland? No, the magician is Polish. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. You know, just keep going. <laughs> Sorry. They're in Germany now, and they're before a royal court. 
They've instructed six men, some of them soldiers, some of them I'm sure are not, but they've instructed them to bite away the entire bullet in order to make sure she survives this trick. One of them was very nervous about a royal court being present. And so so he he reverted to the usual way of loading the gun, which was only to bite off part of it and then to dump the rest into the barrel of the gun. When the bullet hit Madame Delinsky in the abdomen, (laughs) several audience members fainted due to shock, and the Madame died two days later. Even more tragic, she was pregnant at the time. Double whammy. That's a double homicide, homie. Tis. Mm. Well, it was manslaughter. Double manslaughter at that point. Yeah. It's rough. Anyway, moving on. 1840. Murder. (gasps) Arnold Buck died while performing the bullet catch trick. Okay, why is anyone doing the bullet catch trick 20 (laughs) years later? What do you mean, why? I mean... It's really cool. (laughs) It's like really in right now. Just don't try it. Jess, don't try it. I'm not going to catch a bullet. Jessica, you couldn't don't. do it anyway if you Jessica, wanted to. I have you a couldn't, gun you couldn't right do now <laughs> in the stage. We could make this a reality. I don't want to catch anything. No, but you could. No, I. But I'll probably die. I bet you could, though. Those hooves are strong. I don't have any hooves. What if I, I shot have, you in the hoof? I don't have one. With those so ma- where would metallic you ass horseshoes, you can just slap that bullet away. I don't have any horseshoes. I have regular hands and feet. Mm. 1840. Murder. <gasps> Like I said, Arnold Buck died while performing the bullet catch trick after selecting a skeptical man from the audience to load the bullet into his gun. Hmm, skeptical man? A skeptical man, you see. I wouldn't have invited a skeptical man (laughs) on stage. (laughs) This was unwise. Along with a bullet, which was a blank, the volunteer dropped nails into the barrel. Why? Why would he bring nails to a bullet catch trick? And then fired at the magician. What happened? (laughs) He died. That is just oh. a dick. Dude. <laughs> That's, wait, hold on. Now that man I, loaded on. a bullet. I mean, loaded nails into a gun and then fired it. That's murder. That, Where did he get the nails? But he taught a, 1840, murder. He taught a valuable lesson, though. Whenever you go to a magic show, bring, <laughs> bring, to bring a bag of nails. <laughs> you bring a hanky and a nail. <laughs> maybe you're going to be invited on stage. and Maybe you can bring the show to a screaming halt, you know? Mm. Yeah. All right. The next on-stage death, 1869, bullet catch trick. Okay, oh my God. Jessica, what? like, come on. Three for three on are, the bullet catch trick. Are all of these bullet catch tricks, because no. this is going to be a real short list. No. Are most of them bullet catch <laughs> tricks, because this is going to be a real short list. Is one of them an list. arrow catch trick? Professor Adam Epstein used his magic wand to ram the ammunition into the barrel of a rifle. I thought we weren't allowed to get political on this show. Before, Epstein can't ram anything anymore. <laughs> before, he attempted to catch the bullet that fired at him. But unfortunately, the wand broke inside of the gun, and he was killed when one of its flying shards pierced his forehead. Oh, <laughs> That's some Harry Potter shit oh, right there. Oh, shit. Man. Yeah. Jeez. Oh. Rough. Very rough. Next up. 1882. Shot. Okay. So another another bullet? Maybe. We have a bullet catch trick and then we just have shot. We haven't heard yet how he dies, except (laughs) that he was shot. We don't know if he's catching anything. (laughs) Okay. Annie Von Baron. She was a part of a matinee performance, something called C. Slocum at the Coliseum in Cincinnati. And she performed on Thanksgiving Day. Is that German for bullet catch trick? No. Sea slocum. It is not. 
during the fourth act. Wait, you said Thanksgiving Day, so that mattered to her? She's American? She's an American person, yeah. Okay. During the fourth act, someone named Frayne, he was another performer, placed an apple on her head, Mm. turned his back, and shot at her backwards, Mm -hmm. attempting to hit the apple. Right. But didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. Did he hit something else? (laughs) What did he hit? The bullet entered her skull just above the eye, and she died within 15 minutes. Oh, no. So she didn't catch it. I mean, she kind of did with her eye. <laughs> that is horrible, Jessica. Frayne was arrested immediately, of course. During a police deposition on December 2nd, 1882, Frayne stated that the thread of the screw which held the spring catch was worn or torn off. It was meant not to actually fire. And that sent the bullet below its aim. So he was supposed to hit the apple. The fact that it broke off and spun made it hit her head, he said anyway, because he was apparently a crack shot, even firing backwards. Mm. The catch snap of the rifle became imperfect and slipped just as the hammer was released and his chest and neck were burned by the breach of the gun which was evidence in his favor that it was an accident. So he was a victim too. Sure. That's what I heard. He goes, sure, I shot her in the head, but have you seen what it did? But did you see my neck? There's there's some like light charring on my neck. I would rather be dead than to have this scar. <laughs> well, he was released. That was proof enough for the people who were trying him. Next up, 1904, a broken heart. Mm. Was the heart Was broken? it broken by a bullet? <laughs> Emil Hazda, a Polish comic actor, took six curtain calls after a performance in Poland on the 11th of April. I don't know what a curtain call is. Neither really? do Neither do I. Really? I was never in theater, theater nerd. Yeah, theater. fucking drama nerds. What's a curtain call? <sighs> curtain call is the last thing when all the actors come out and they bow after the show's done. Hmm. So he, he bowed six times? He was right? a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Because yes. they just keep clapping, so you bow and again. You bow again, and then they keep clapping. You're well, like, oh damn! I'm right, not I'm as familiar again. with that as TJ is. He's Thank a you. much better actor than me. Interesting. Okay, so he had he bowed six times. He was six very popular. Times. Apparently, I mean, six is a bit excessive. It is. However, the people want what they want. They do. I usually stop at five. Well, he took six curtain calls after a performance in Poland on the 11th of April before deciding to shoot himself in the head in, oh, front, no. in front of the audience. Whoa. What number curtain call did he shoot himself? The seventh. Hold on. Oh. So he he did die from a bullet. Appar- Apparently. I don't, that has nothing they to do with anything. They wouldn't stop clapping. These, are, was... these aren't stage deaths. These are just people who I got shot. I didn't say they were staged. <laughs> I said they were on a stage. They happened to have gotten shot while standing on stage. That's what Jessica did. Now, what I'm saying is that the reason he shot himself in front of the audience was because a female member of the cast had rejected his marriage proposal. <gasps> he was what dev- a bitch. understandably devastated. Mm. Yes. Wow. And that's an appropriate response, in my opinion. Um, he Maybe. had six curtain calls. Six. He, he certainly thought so. We mm-hmm. just learned that that's very impressive. Yep. Yeah. So why did she not accept his marriage proposal? I don't know. The only logical conclusion is she's a whore or a lesbian. She oh, must be. I actually had the only reason you wouldn't want mm-hmm. one very desperate man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Having seven curtain calls. Six. He died on the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> 1911. Cause 
Something unfortunately common. A gunshot? A, a, a 1911? <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. An, in 1911, someone died from a 1911. I mean, based on all the evidence Curious. thus far, it's pretty damn common to get shot on stage. Sigmund Newberger, a vaudeville performer known as the Great Lafayette, died on the 9th of May in Edinburgh's Empire Palace Theater while performing his Lion's Bride Illusion. Wait. Lion's Bride Illusion. Wait, what was his name again? His stage name? Sigmund Newberger. Yeah, but there was a stage name, wasn't there? Oh, the Great Lafayette. That is a dope stage name. It is. I really like that. Anyway, the Great Lafayette. He was performing his illusion, The Lion's Bride. Oh, which implies that maybe he was the bride of the lion. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's okay then. Either way, a stage lamp sparked a fire that killed Newberger, his double, the, no. li- the lion, and ten other performers. <laughs> oh, no. Were they killed because Sigmund. the fire set off a gun? <laughs> no, it was just a fire. Not all of them are going to be guns. Did someone yell fire? It is absolutely 100% coincidence that a lot of them have died from trying to catch a bullet. No, That's TJ, not you coincidence. That's you, how people die is getting shot. TJ, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. That's... That's well, clearly, someone may have, and everyone, 10 people died. There really was a fire, though, so someone well, should That's have why you can't it. say it, that. Oh. <laughs> Next up, 1918. Cause, carelessness. Uh... William Ellsworth Robinson. He was an American magician, and he gained fame in England by impersonating Ching Ling Fu, <laughs> a, a popular Chinese musician, magician of that time. By dressing exactly like him and adopting the stage name Chung Ling Su. <laughs> the resemblance is actually uncanny. The top, you see, is William. The bottom is Ching. I can't tell the difference. Wow. He looks similar, but but not the same. So then again, I'm going to zoom in. That's clearly a white guy. Jacob can't see color, though. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's uncanny. <laughs> anyway, there was clearly a feud between Ching and Chung. <laughs> Sometime in the 1990s, Fu, the original Chinese magician, had offered a prize of $1,000 to any person who could successfully duplicate his illusions. Robinson, who had watched Fu's act when he toured the United States and figured out how he did all of his tricks, accepted the challenge. However, Fu refused to meet with Robinson because he had accepted a previous challenge issued by Fu and he had lost. So obviously Robinson is super upset by this, this rejection. And in 1900, Robinson learned that an agent was looking for a Chinese musician to perform at the Folies Berger in Paris. Hold up. You said the 1990s earlier. Did I said, you mean, oh, sorry, I mean 1890s. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, 1890s. I was like, wow, I don't Why did the this. musician need to be Chinese? Magician. Right. Oh, it's making more sense now. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Now things are making more sense. <laughs> so William accepted the job, specifically asked for a Chinese magician. He created a new act based on Ching Ling Fu's, began to dress in traditional Chinese attire, shaved his facial hair, and began to wear his hair in a queue darkened his complexion by painting his face with grease paint. (laughs) And to complete his new act, he chose the stage name originally, Hop Sing Su. (laughs) 
His new act was a hit. By the time he began performing in London, he had perfected it, and he did decide to change his name to Chung Ling Su, very okay. similar to the original. Robinson then set out creating a fanciful backstory for himself because he was clearly not Chinese despite the grease paint, at least noticeably to his audience. Right. So he claimed that he was the American-born son of a Scottish missionary who married a Cantonese woman. It's very lovely. Both his parents had died, unfortunately, in this backstory before he turned 13. And as an orphan, Sue said that he was taken in by a Chinese magician named Arhi. Arhi trained him to perform ancient Chinese magic tricks mixed with modern European magic. And as Chung Ling Su, Robinson maintained his role. He never, ever spoke except occasionally in broken English, and always used an interpreter when he spoke to journalists. Really, really driving it home. Right. In January 1905... So he just paid these random dudes to say they were interpreters? Yeah. <laughs> or he acted like he didn't... Like, did he know Chinese? I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> so, in January 1905, Sue was in London for an engagement at the Hippodrome, his rival magician, Ching Ling Fu, Uh-oh. was performing at a nearby theater, the Empire Theater. Mm. By this time, Fu was aware that Chung Ling Su was actually William Robinson and that mm. he'd copied virtually his entire show. He publicly called Chung Ling Su an imposter. That's a big move. Yeah. Yeah. He became, became intent on publicly exposing him in order to garner publicity. Okay. Fu's promoter publicly announced that he would duplicate at least half of Chung Ling Su's illusion to prove that he was the real original Chinese conjurer. Su, Robinson, accepted the challenge and agreed to meet Fu at the office of the Weekly Dispatch for a press conference. But Ching Ling Fu realized that the press was not interested in William's real identity and he pussied out. <laughs> okay. Is that the official term? Yes. Okay. Sounds, sounds like you that was some... in That was in the papers. Oh, okay. Got it. Ching pussies out. Either way, this entire <laughs> altercation proved to just serve as public embarrassment for Ching Ling Fu. Fu looks like a foo. <laughs> <laughs> he remained at Empire Theater for four weeks. However, Ching Ling Su's engagement at the Hippodrome lasted three whole months. <gasps> mm. Popular, despite being accused an imposter. Mm -hmm. People didn't seem to care. Right. It's a shame this didn't happen like 60, 70 years later. Right. Because then we could have had the A-team and he could have said, I pity the food. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been awesome. It would have been. Mr. T could have pitied the food. Yep. Opportunity missed. So mm -hmm. that's a bummer, you know? It's a huge bummer. Maybe that's where that, that whole like I pity the slogan from. was coined from. Probably. Maybe. Could be. So Ching Ling Fu. Understandably, super pissed off by this white guy yeah, pretending to be guy. Chinese. William. On March 23rd, 1918, Chung Ling Su, William, was performing at the Wood Green Empire in London. Okay. But tragically, died. <gasps> on stage. Oh, I forgot this was about deaths on stage. Uh -huh. Died on stage during his famous illusion condemned to death by the boxers. <laughs> also known as the bullet catch <laughs> freaking damn it Jessica what how dare you I didn't seek these out how dare you this just happens to be how they died there was so much lead up and it's just another bullet catch gone wrong just a, 
Someone died, Ricky. I'm leaving. <laughs> what? 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 Stop trying to catch Why? bullets, Majestic. Why are they continuing to do the bullet catch trick? Well, if you recall, the cause of death for Chung Ling Su, a.k.a. William, was carelessness. This was because he had successfully performed this trick a couple of times, but he didn't clean the gun afterwards. So over time, gunpowder accrued inside the barrel, enough to the point that it was able to ignite once and kill him. I don't think accrued is the right... Ascertained. Verb is the one you're looking for. I think accumulated is the word you're looking for. Oh, that's right. Doesn't accrued also mean built over time? How about accrued? No, no, no. Accrued is on a ship. That's a cloud. No, that's a crew. That's my story. Okay. We're going to move on. Is it going to be a bullet catch trick? No. uh, Why would you think that? Hold on. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) The next story is a bullet catch gone wrong. There is only one way to find out. 1922. To try and catch the Another murder. Oh, a murder this time. A murder. Yeah, because they put a bullet (laughs) in a gun and shot someone on stage. There's no way to know unless we continue. The Black Wizard of the West. (laughs) That's Martin Lawrence. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Real name, H.T. Sartell. He bought some wax bullets and, yes, did attempt to catch them. On stage for the first time without any rehearsal. Ah, like oh. you do. It's a bold move. Cotton. Interesting. They were made of wax, though. There's not a whole lot of risk there, right? Wrong. They're wax. They're on this list. That's Wrong. Just gonna bruise you. Nope. I feel like if wax came at me at damn near the speed of light, that it could possibly kill me. Well, even the the, the military uses milsim uh, wax rounds, and even those hurt. Regardless. I used to be the speed of sound. Irregardless. Yeah, irregardlessly. His biggest mistake was enlisting his wife as an assistant without realizing that she was harboring some serious ill will. What a dumb shit. She switched out all of the wax bullets for real ones. Of course she did. And fired them all at her husband in front of a horrified audience. How many bullets? How many she bullets did he catch? Emptied all of them. <laughs> well, he probably caught all of <laughs> them with his organs. He caught every single one in his body. <laughs> wow. but, but how many? All of them. I don't what know. A, I don't, six. Six. This was we'll 1918. Sure. Or 1922. It was six. There weren't that many, so probably that. Ta-da! Wow. When did the Tommy gun become a thing? <laughs> so you may have been right. Yes. He caught it bullets. It was a bullet-related death. But coincidentally, to be fair. He did, in fact, catch. Oh, he caught every one of all those. of them, which is more than any other magician this has caught mm-hmm. on stage in history at this point. Good for sure. him. Right. Well played, sir. That's mm-hmm. true. Wow. Moving on, 1972. Yes, oh, 19. That's, that's a lot more recent. 1972. Cause something unexpected. Like a bullet? No. Like a, a thunderous noise. <laughs> followed probably, by. Probably not. <laughs> followed by a piece of metal. I don't know. Les Harvey, lead guitarist of the Glasgow rock band Stone the Crows. Did there used to be this more This sounds Harvey? familiar. Died after being electrocuted by his microphone while performing at Swansea's Top Rank Ballroom. After a bullet? Because someone no! shot his <laughs> microphone? They don't, they're not all going to involve bullets. I don't believe you. He wasn't killed by a bullet. He was electrocuted by his microphone. Which You're making some wild assumptions. A giant bullet. Carry on. Well, this is my last one. 1975, cause 
something you probably won't guess. <laughs> okay. Ralph Biala was an eccentric German magician who built himself hemorrhoids. Who built himself as the living target. The living target? Yes. <laughs> like target. for bullets. Target. This is real old. Maybe. <laughs> Biala had, unrelated to the other deaths, performed the bullet catch trick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he Jessica. had performed it successfully 3,000 times. It doesn't matter. 3,000. How many people have died at this point in your story? <laughs> this was a feat he attributed not only to his skill, but to a secret weapon. A set of steel teeth that he hid behind his dentures. What? What? In Biala's version of the trick, the bullet was fired through three panes of glass, then into his mouth via a funnel that he made with his hands, which were clad in steel gloves. Wait. That so still doesn't make sense. So he, he did was, it 3,000 times. You tell so, me. So he was actually cool with them finally firing a real bullet. Into his mouth. But they had to be like a sharpshooter to hit this tiny little target. Well, he funneled it with his gloves. <laughs> so. Through three panes of glass. Yeah. Safe. All right. So he got shot in the eyeball this Next time. Next week on three shots in, we're going to fire a bullet. No. Through three panes of glass at your face. I volunteer Jessica as tribute. That's fair. He lived. What? He did it 3,000 times successfully. I said that. What happened on 3,001? Yep. Anyway, performing the trick this way, reportedly, had some long-term effects, namely circulation problems. Like a bullet in his artery? No. He blacked out and fell to his death after he went for a stroll in the mountains and stopped to admire the scenery over a cliff. Was someone firing a bullet at him? No bullets. Okay. He was shot so many times that... Not being shot is what killed him. <laughs> Plot twist. Mm -hmm. I did not see that I coming. Know. Well played, Jessica. Good well job, played. Jessica. Wow. You're welcome. Killed it. Hold up. He didn't die on the stage. <gasps> no, oh. but it was the things he did on the stage that mm. ultimately killed him. We don't know that. Was it? Mm -hmm. nope. Yep. It nope. said it. Nope. No, I read it in two articles. It could have been that, hypothermia. That means it's true. Yep. Oh, I only read things in one article and I claim them as true, so... Mm. I'll give you that. hundred percent. I only looked at one article from That's all you need. Yep. Read one thing, claim it, and your head is fact. Yep. And then pronounce everything very confidently. I think there's a lesson to be learned in that last story. This if you're going to catch bullets in your steel dentures after they've been fired through three panes of glass through, you know, a, a steel glove tunnel you formed with your hands, only do it at a max of 3,000 times. Don't yeah. go past that. Don't go past 3,000. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to get that tattooed on my arm. 3,000. No more, no less. So words of wisdom. Don't go past 3,000. Mm -hmm. Wow. Title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not because we're going to forget that. <laughs> I just recorded it. I literally just set it into a microphone that records it. Yeah, I'll write it down. Um, so I'm not going to lie. You didn't write anything down. It's okay. I'm writing it. You're not. I can see you from here. I looked up performers who had died on stage, and no. most of them had died from heart attacks, actually. Oh, yes. That's a legitimate thing. Yeah. The, was the, the majority attacking their heart? No. <laughs> Lead poisoning it the heart. It was actual heart attacks, like unexpectedly, just there was, they had a heart attack and died. Um, some of them on stage, and like the audience didn't know right away, so they like laughed or clapped, thinking it was part of the show. That's how I want to go. Dude, because... How incredible is that death? Oh, right? Because it's just so real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> that actor really put everything they had into that death. Everything. But so I, as I was looking for lists of those kinds of things, because like no list is going to have every single one on it. So I continued looking and there was a list of exclusively people who died from the bullet catch trick. And that's so, the one you chose. Let me no. guess. You pulled from that list no. exclusively. I started with the first bullet catch trick and then mixed in any stage death on record that wasn't that until the very last on record bullet catch trick death. And they all happen to be bullet catch tricks. A lot of them happen to be bullet catch tricks. <laughs> yes. Okay. Say, <laughs> so Jess, I was listening to what you said. All of them were bullet catch. No. You're right. Someone died from a fire. No. no. Oh, I, I forgot, forgot about, about the that. fire guy. There was a fire. Too. I was like, no, look, that one guy on the seventh curtain call caught a bullet. He committed did. suicide. With a bullet. Sure. He, he caught it. But it he was wasn't. A, it was a neat trick. No, he wasn't trying to do a trick. He was committing suicide. Nope. He, he was tricking. Trick. He was tricking the audience. Mm. Oh, there was one I didn't include. I think I meant to add it to the list, but Hold on. I ran out of time or forgot to. It was a bullet catch. No, it was this woman in Japan who was trying to do some performance where she was hooked up on strings, but they fucked it up somehow. And oh my God, did she hang on stage? They ended up splitting her in half. Oh, Whoa. that would have been such a good one to include. That's so much worse than being hanged. Or shot. <laughs> oh my God. It was, no, I'm sorry, I'm mixing up two. One was a woman who was supposed to play an angel in a play. And they hooked her up on strings and it like didn't work out. So she flipped upside down and bashed her head into the wall. And that's oh. how she died on stage. Oof. The other one, her, um, she was, this is, was the Japanese lady. Her costume got like caught in some kind of like stage lift. Uh, I don't know. And it cut mechanism. her in half. It ripped her upwards and like tangled up her body and she ended up getting ripped in half. Yeah. Oof. I mean, what a way to go. All on Dude, stage, though. Look, like, how horrific to be, like, first of all, for it to happen to you, obviously, but then to just have to sit there and watch it as well. I bet she was wishing she was catching a bullet instead. Probably. She probably wished that she caught a bullet. Yep. And I really wish I was doing the bullet catch trick right now. <laughs> well. Wow. Jessica, that was horrendous. Horrible. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. Uh, TJ, you got to follow that. I Wow. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. The bar's been set real low. <laughs> yeah, we only had like eight people catch bullets. So how many right. bullets are being caught in your stories? Uh, no bullets in my stories. Then you're doing better. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and follow that up with. Uh, I titled this one out back in the bush. <laughs> Is that bush like bush light or bush like a bush? That's like Bushwald as in ah. Julian Bushwald. Oh. oh, so not George. No, God. no, Julian. I mean, close, but not at all. <laughs> so this takes place in March 2008. Oh, I should preface. I did not go with stage. I went with staged. Ah, I added a D. Yeah, you did. I know you did. Sometimes it's good to add a D to things. Sometimes, sometimes. I agree. So, mm. All right, settle down. <laughs> so like I said, this happened in Australia in March of 2008 and uh, starts with Julian Bushwald and his girlfriend, Caroline Watson. He was 22 years old. His girlfriend was 17. Uh-oh. Oh. Don't look too for too too far into that. Wait. Yep. Carry the two. Yeah. Yeah. Not illegal. She so was almost like. done Maybe with... Maybe not in Australia. Do they do things differently? Because even states here 
are a little questionable. Still and creepy. I don't know how they think do things down under. Down under. But uh, maybe they go backwards. Maybe it's illegal to date someone a certain amount than older oh, than you. Oh yeah. Maybe you know? she's the criminal. Oh yeah. yeah be. Because their toilets flush backwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe yep. their mm-hmm. criminal laws uh-huh. work backwards. I yep. think so. I think right. mm-hmm. that checks out. So Julian Bushwald and his girlfriend are a religious couple. They've been dating for a few years. Um, she's 17 now and they've been dating for a few years? Yeah, well, they, they, it, it said that they, like, talked with their pastor, like, hey, we're planning on oh, marrying Oh, their pastor other. was okay with it, And so. he's like, hey, why don't you guys take a break? And they took a break for a little while, and then they got back together. Oh. And, yeah. Mm. But there wasn't, like, she was good. Okay. Like, she wanted to wait until she got married. She wanted to finish high school, or whatever schooling it was that... Well, if it was for a few years, then he was in his teens when they started dating, too. So Maybe. Yeah, but I may not know math. Wait, Less no, bad. But Two I years. do know the law. He started it. You he don't know Australian law. And she must have been 16 at the time. Anyways, we're getting off topic. We are. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So they started dating, but they were waiting to get married. Okay. So Aww. he started building a house. Like, hey, you can move in with me. Once, we, once you turn 18, we'll get married. It'll be a great time. So she has to wait until she's 18 to get married? Yes. Hmm. But until then, he decided, hey, let's go out on a nice picnic, right? Okay. So it's nice. apparently his, his, his family's got some property. We know, not, I know a nice place. Let's cruise down this place. We're going to have a nice picnic. It'll yeah. be it. It, was a, it, was, it was a private picnic. It was a private picnic between the two of them. On their drive to the picnic, mm-hmm. Julian spots a dead animal on the road. Ah, oh. <gasps> uh, gross. No, But is it gross? It could be cool. <laughs> could be like, could be like a bear, or you know, a big animal, or sure. who knows? Who knows? Okay, let's it's just it's let's a, investigate. Yeah, that's true. A dead bear is far cooler than like a dead <laughs> possum, right? You know? Yeah. So he looks at it and he's like, "Oh, dang! Check out that roadkill." And she's like, "I'm not interested. We're going to a picnic." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Got to got to keep up the romantics. Keep on driving." <laughs> so they go. They have a nice picnic. Okay, everything's going smooth. On the drive back, he's like, "Hey, that was really nice. Do you mind if I stop and look at that dead animal real quick?" And she's like. No, dude, like, we got places to be. And he's like, well, just real quick. It looks cool. Okay, fine. So he pulls off the side of the road and he's like, I think it was just back. Like, like we already passed it. Yeah. I think it's just back there. So he gets out of the car and he starts walking back to it. Well, he starts walking back and it's kind of like, like they drive up over a berm or over like a small hill. Sure. And so where he walks back to, she can't see him anymore. Well, some time goes by and he doesn't come back to the car. Now, this oh, is out no. in Australia kind of in like the, the wooded areas. And what if the dead animal wasn't actually dead? What if the dead animal wasn't actually what dead? What if a dingo oh. ate him? What if the dead animal wasn't there? <gasps> or someone had put the dead animal there in order to attract. <laughs> to, to lure the to driver's lure. by. <laughs> <laughs> put mean, this dead bear there. They'll think it's cool. That's exactly. That's such a specific <laughs> Right. You would attract. stop. I might stop if I it was mean, a sure, big enough but animal. Most people wouldn't. That is our first low-budget horror film. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong turn, but they use a dead animal to lure people in. <laughs> Not just a dead animal, a dead bear in the yeah. middle of Australia. Do they have bears in Australia? <laughs> they got those little bears. What are they? The koalas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they're bears. Don't they have a pouch? They're marsupials. Uh, marsupials, yeah. And they have you heard them growl? Oh my gosh, no. they're terrifying. Listen to a well. We'll check that on the uh, check that out on a break. I don't want to say how I know this, but their throats are very wide. How do you know that? <laughs> Have I you too, tested it? I too would like to know how you know that. It's irrelevant. It's pretty relevant. <laughs> it's, it's kind of relevant. Anyways, 
Julian goes missing. Okay, so his girlfriend stole the car. Some time goes by and she starts to get worried. She's annoyed at first. She's looking in the mirror. She's checking over her shoulder, not finding Julian coming back. So she steps out of the car and looks behind her to look for Julian. And she starts to walk, but only takes a step or so until she realizes there's not Julian, but a man back there in all black wearing a, a baklava, like a face covering. Ah. And he's standing there staring at her, watching her in that car. So that doesn't look good. No, that doesn't look good. Julian's not well, back, and there's a man down there staring at her. Let's not jump to conclusions here. So she's kind of startled at first, and then decides to maybe I should get back in the car or right. something. Well, as she reaches for the handle, the man charges her <gasps> and tackles her to the ground, oh. binds her hands and feet, oh. and throws her in the trunk of Julian's car. Damn. Oh, no. That escalated so quickly. Yeah. This sounds like it was Julian. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even think about that. Julian's the one who disappeared. He was really insistent on looking at that dead animal. Julian yeah. is a kinky bastard. <laughs> Who's into some weird stuff. Oh, this is a role play thing? I is think that- so. Yeah, I may- think that's what this yeah, is. I, I don't, it, 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 may be, it may be one-sided, but maybe that's what this, this is. is. How maybe he- she should be more specific about her kinks. Yep. Maybe this is how he proposes. Yeah, so as he's tying her up, she's yelling sea cucumber and nothing's stopping. So maybe it's not <laughs> Julian. I don't know. Okay, okay. So he stuffs her in the in the, the trunk of her car and then stuffs her. Stuffs her and speeds off down the highway. Well she remembers being tied up and in the trunk of this car. They drive for several hours Uh-oh. until finally he turns down what she describes as a bumpy dirt road okay. and drives down that for approximately another half an hour. Oh no. Definitely not a kink. Um, yeah. Car stops, gets out of the car opens up the trunk, strips all of her clothes off, mm-hmm. and then marches her into the forest. She's still bound and tied up and walks her into the forest, throws her down on the ground, mm-hmm. grabs a shovel, and starts digging a very large hole. Oh, no. No! This is not looking good. This does not, not looking good for Carolyn. This no. does not sound like like a consensual kink going is, down. Nope, this is not consensual at all. Could still be someone's, but it's probably not hers mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. So he starts digging this hole until it's big enough to fit, say, a body? One Karen? Sure. One Carolyn? Yeah, one, maybe. One whole Carolyn could fit Interesting. inside. Interesting. Yeah. So he makes a specific um, note to show her the shovel, to show her the hole. And, you know, like, I'm basically, I'm going to kill you here. Yeah. Throws her into the hole. She doesn't know what else to do. So she's crying. She's panicking. And she starts to pray. At this moment, the man looks at her stops, decides to calmly walk back to his car, and then drive away. What? Yeah, so she's now in the middle of the outback, completely naked, in a hole, in a freshly dug hole, with her hands and legs tied, and she's just kind of sobbing to herself, not knowing what the hell just happened. That's the kink. That's the kink, yeah. You let her escape, and then you do things to her anyway. Could be. That is a dark kink, man. (laughs) That is... Dude... This is not the time to kink shame, all right? <laughs> like, let's, kink let's shaming keep... is my kink. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it civil. Okay, so going back to Julian. So Julian, when he got out of the car and walked back to this this uh, this dead animal in the car, of course, he approaches where he thought he saw it, and, of course, there's no dead animal. Okay. Instead, there's just, you know, some, some like, um, ruffle up dirt or something, like, it looked like there may have been something there. And what are you guys doing? They're oh saying gosh. that Julian's full of shit. Bullshit oh. is what that is. Could be. See, look, Could I did be. sign language. That's oh. 
bullshit. Wow. So oh, okay. this is a story he is telling to authorities later? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's or full of shit. Both of them are, are telling the, this story. Both of them? Both of them. Ooh, okay, okay, go on. Because go on. Julian would never do that to her. Yeah. It was the man in the baklava. Baklava. <laughs> so he says, he goes to look at the animal and then gets struck <laughs> over the back of his head. Jessica got it. It's called a balaclava. <laughs> baklava is baklava? Greek dessert. <laughs> I'm sticking with baklava. I don't care. That stuff is delicious. Fuck you. I was just trying to get him to say baklava the whole time. In my defense, I spelled it baklava and Google corrected it as baklava. So I mean, it is it is a balaclava. Balaclava. I don't know Russian. I'm mostly white. So winging a miss. Yep. Oh, it's not, I don't know. It's don't okay. Know. It's okay. Anyway, maybe he did disguise so his maybe face Julian, with baklava. Maybe Julian was covered in baklava. <laughs> not and, Julian, no, the kidnapper. And, and the the kink kidnapper, no, was, the kidnapper. was in a balaclava. Little different. Oh yeah, could be. Anyway, could be. subtle difference. Please, but please continue Julian's story. I may yeah. have just found my new kink. So Julian states that he gets hit over the head and wakes up hours later, tied to a tree, bound with his hands and legs, and near him is a shovel. Uh like a camping bag with one sleeping bag in it and a knife and tape but the the guy is not there for some reason so he's able to wiggle his way over to the knife and break his binds and just bolt off into any direction naked that, naked like full naked full naked with yeah so now Isn't he's got this knife and so confusing why you would remove the clothes from either of yes. them when it's simpler to get rid of evidence if you're going to bury them anyway bury the clothes with them. Right. Yeah. So but he's whatever. very confused. She's very confused. He bolts off into some direction, not knowing where he is. He's got a knife with him, thinking maybe he can defend himself at some point. And once he gets a little bit away from the um, area he was woke up in, he starts yelling out for help, for Carolyn, for anything that anyone can help him. Knowing okay. that he might alert the the um, kidnapper uh, that he is free, but also hoping that he can find a camper or a truck or a hiker or something sure so as he's yelling he hears in the distance a familiar voice and it's carolyn yelling back what oh. yeah so he runs to carolyn and they meet up they're both stark naked she's still tied up he's got this knife and he's like i was tied up and there was you know, like a shovel and all this stuff there let me cut your binds and let's Let's get out of here before the guy comes back. But first, Wait, how did she get out of the hole? Oh no, she's still in the hole. She's just yelling from oh, the hole. Pretty soon, okay. Julian's going to be in the hole. But yeah. first, we should have sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to celebrate, right? We've yes, surviving. That's yeah. what this sounds like. This sounds like Julian did was the man in the balaclava, and then he became the man in the baklava up in the hole. <laughs> Quote unquote hole. I was in a hole and my hands were bound and mm -hmm. I found this knife or whatever. Why mm -hmm. are your quotations? There's a lot of out quotes. Of There's a lot of quotes <laughs> going of on. Sync. Okay. I think that Julian was behind it all. Could be. So, him naked, her naked. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? He runs back to where he was and sneakily grabs the, the sleeping bag yeah. and what little food was left over by the guy. Why aren't his hands bound? How did they undo that? No, he uh, he, he found the knife. He found the knife. He undid oh, oh, his oh. bind. Mm -hmm. okay. He wiggled over to the knife. Yeah, so I they... I remember the wiggling. So they take off into the forest, just kind of pick a direction and start running. And, of course, it gets late. Well, they've got some food. They've got some... Well, they've got a sleeping bag. 
And at the time, it was getting down to like 40 degrees at night. So oh, you only got one sleeping bag. Yep. You wiggle into that together. You wiggle into that. So they would, through the night, they would um, sleep together. Oh. But of course, they wouldn't sleep together. They would sleep together. But oh, not they sleep were together. still chased? They were still chased. Wow. Mm. And uh, in several times, she, she said that he would say, hey, we should, you know, do a little bit extra warmth moving, uh, you know. It's generating. very cold. It's There's, very cold. I know of one sure way to yep. be warm. But I have an extra appendage that is very hot. Exactly. But, of course, she said, no, we're not married. Let's not, you know, we'll, we'll get married when we get back, when we get back. But that's not now. I just want to get home. Of course, she's not in the mood. He's in the mood. <laughs> she's not in the mood. I we can't imagine why. We could be being chased by, you know, baklava man. Yes, by baklava man. And uh, so after three days of uh-huh. running through the Australian bush... They with keep, their bushes out. With their bushes out, they keep you know running in what they thought was a certain direction. They circle back accidentally <gasps> on the original hole. No. And they're like, oh, this is not good. No. You might as well have sex, right? Might as well. You probably point. should at this point, right? You're gonna yeah. die. Yeah. Well, Baklava Man had returned. <gasps> oh, he was no! real. It, it was wasn't Julian. Julian. This was a common spot that apparently he frequented, and there was more camping supplies. He was not there, though. What? Oh, he, so he'd been there since they'd been, been gone, and yes. he left supplies behind. Yes. So, Julian's got a homie. Julian's got a homie supplying some fucking They grab what they can, and they bolt again for another three days. No! They are suffering from hyperthermia. Dude, did she ever lack pull out? Lack of food. Dude, uh, the blue balls alone would right? kill me. And yeah. sunburn. <laughs> what if oh, this is... Oh, because they're naked. Oh, my God. They're naked in, in the, the bush. Australian bush. Yes. After six days, they miraculously find the road that he originally turned in on, find their clothes that had, done, had, that had been dumped on the side of the road, and immediately run out to, the ro- in, uh, out to the highway and start waving down a car. A farmer in his pickup truck pulls over and says, hey, can I help you? They, yeah, we've been missing for six days. Please take us home. Like, yeah, home is like like three or four hours from here, or you know, wherever their, their yeah. town is. It's like three or four hours from here. Like, sure, I will absolutely take you. Like, we've heard of, you know, you you kids missing for six days. Everyone's been looking for you. Take them back to the police station. They're like, all right, I'm so glad that you guys are good. But what happened? Yeah, what happened? And they begin to recount this this episode of him getting, uh, you know, bashed over the head, tied up. The dead animal. The dead animal. And her getting thrown in the trunk of a car and thrown into a hole. Jillian finding her. And uh, Julian, not Jillian. Yeah, I was like, whoa, where's George Jillian come from? So in the meantime, his parents, so the cops were notified almost immediately because the parents of Julian had found a ransom note stuffed in their fence around their property in a water bottle that had like been, I don't know, it was a chain link fence or something like that. Yeah. But it was very peculiar. It was very, you know, easily seen. And it was this ransom note that said, you know, don't call the cops. And it had all these satanic symbols on it. Well, Mm. the cops traced these satanic symbols to a a known cult somewhere in the area that was a satanic cult that would sacrifice Christian people. Oh my God. They would do human sacrifices of people. And so like, oh dang, yeah, we need to find these people. Also, we need to know if they're operating in this area because that's a even bigger worry that- It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, so of course they launched this huge search. They had, you know, uh, planes flying over. They had people walking through the forest and suddenly they, they, pop back up and some dude's back to the truck and he's like, hey, thank God you guys are alive. 
let's sit down and start talking about your, you know, where you guys been. So they both recount the same exact story and tell them where, okay, this is where the hole was that, that the man dug. This is the tree I was tied up to. The officers go up there and they investigate the area. They look at the hole. Some of the supplies are still left there. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking at over the stuff and they're like, wow, yep, yep. The, the tire tracks match your car, Julian, because they, you know, they, they threw her in, in the back of your car. Interestingly, the shovel also matches a, uh, a purchase that you made, Jillian. Also, oh. the backpack and the camping supplies also match. Jillian was the baklava and the balaclava man. Yep. So after some interrogation, some good cop, bad cop, mm. Julian confesses. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yep. We called that. Oh, yeah. You guys called that. He's wanted to have some sex he, in those woods. You think that was a ploy to get Poon? Absolutely. 100%. No. <laughs> Absolutely that was. He was in too deep, and he ended up running around with her naked for six days. Not just running around with her. He tackled her, tied her up, and threw her in the trunk of a car. To fuck? No, he wasn't in deep enough. That's the problem. <laughs> if she would have just let him in for hours, this wouldn't have happened. Through he, he couldn't wait just a few months for he her to thought, turn eighteen. He thought that if they were in a serious life-threatening decision, that, that she would want to fuck him. Would you know put out for you know the, the the to stay warm through the night, and it would like increase their the their relationship. I mean, say My what God. you will about this guy. That's commitment. That is, I mean, he was committed to this for sure. Look, Hell yeah, look if was. I thought that I was going to die in those woods, yep. I would have had sex. Yep. I would have had sex in that that dirt camp sleeping bag. What would if you she have, didn't want to have sex with you? What no, if, but I would have. Would you have had sex with Julian? <laughs> if there was my last nights on earth, <laughs> You're saying I would have taken Julian. If Danny, <laughs> if Danny covered herself in baklava. <laughs> 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 and put on a mask and shoved you into a hole and then left you there crying. If I you thought would, that that was my, if I thought that was the end times for Jake, I would have put out. That's for sure. <laughs> well, so, you're a bigger man than she is. <laughs> so after three days of traveling, they ran out of food. And so the whole time he knew exactly where they were. Oh, which is even more messed up because not only are they, they suffering from hyperthermia during the night and sunburns during the day. And once they ran out of food, he just circled back to the camp and grabbed more to food. To get his own supplies. To get his oh. own supplies. And then tried for another three days. To get fucked. Yes. Oh, my God. So basically, he's not getting married now, I assume. Well, that that, that goes Shut a little up. bit further. Shut up. So, no. So after six days of her not putting out, he gets frustrated, yells at her at one point, and then is like, all right, fine. Let's just... You know, let's keep walking. And he leads her to the road. And he leads her to the road to where their clothes are. And they're, you know, they find a local guy in a truck. They head back while he's on trial. (laughs) Oh, my God. He gets himself a really dark spray tan, dyes his hair black, and then fakes an Indian passport and flies to India trying to escape his, 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 um. In 2008? Yep, in 2008. This is so recent. Yeah. So the Sydney uh, authorities, you know, they, they see the passport. They see that he's a dark skinned, dark skinned dude. They're like, all right, whatever. Hop You've on the been plane, go. Randomly selected for a security scheme. Yeah. <laughs> he lands in India. And of course, the Indian people are like, going, dude, what the fuck is like, no. What's going on? You're a white dude with. Wait some, a minute. You're not Indian. You're not Indian. That is Sally Hansen tanning lotion. <laughs> 
So Julian lands in India, and immediately the Indian authorities look at him and say, not only you're not Indian, but something's something's weird here. Super weird. They they looked at his passport. His passport is fake. And he was flying to Germany. He was trying to get to Germany um, to evade his his conviction. It, just in time for his tan to wear out. Just in time for his tan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they immediately contact authorities and they're like, hey, do you have a guy missing that looks kind of like this? They're like, oh, yeah, this is Julian um, Bushwald. He is no. He's you know wanted for kidnapping mm-hmm. his girlfriend. Does he look like this, but slightly less tan? <laughs> slightly less tan. So they fly him back to Australia and <laughs> they load him back up and fly him back. Yeah, they load him back, back send him back, and he's uh, sentenced to nine years in prison for kidnapping and false uh, an attempted sexery. It's attempted sexery and a Alleged false police report. Alleged sexery. No, he was Didn't convicted. Did he confess to it? Isn't that how they know that? No, kidnapping for sure. TJ says he he confessed. Oh, he confessed. It. He didn't yeah. he didn't rape her. Though. No, he confessed to the alleged attempted sexery. That the whole reason for the charade was that he wanted to get vag. It's not illegal to lie to get poon. It is it when is, you kidnap it is, someone. It is when you kidnap the her, strip her naked. The and kidnapping run her the woods. is illegal. Yeah. What else Stripping was illegal? Stripping her that he naked. Did? Without her consent, and uh, then pushing her into a hole. Hold she up. was still seventeen. At she the was time. seventeen at the time, body. Which I don't know if that's a thing. But in maybe Australia, that wasn't a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna look up. Yeah, do, do it. it. Look it up right now. Anyway, TJ, keep talking. All that to Actually, say, they didn't get married. I assume they did not get married. And this is one of my favorite stories that I've heard on the internet of the worst kidnapping in history. That's pretty bad. Make oh, sure you because use DuckDuckGo in incognito he, mode. Yeah, yeah, DuckDuckGo. So it was a sure thing. He was going to get Poon. She would have given it willingly if he could have just waited a few months. Yep. But all that to say, he staged the whole thing. Ah! There you go. Bring it around. Ah, yes. We suspected it was yes, yes, Julian from the beginning. Yes. Jacob, what's the verdict? So Australia has eight like sections or states, as we would call them. Uh-huh. Queensland. Six of them, the age of consent is 16, and two of them it's 17. Whoa. So this, she could have definitely put out, and she did not. I mean. That's why Julian kidnapped and made her fear rape. Well, hold on. If they're religious, it could be, because I know that's true, at least I, I've been under the impression, that it's true in Japan. The age of consent is like 13, and the age of it, you legally being able to get married is much higher, I thought. So maybe that's the case in Australia. The consent may be 17, but the right to marry could be 18. I mean, so if they're religious, she would have wanted to wait till then anyway. I mean, this I one's no idea. kind of on her if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is really her fault. I'm going to try and find out where it was. That way you can get proper. Oh, yeah. We need verification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was. Hold on. I need. These are the important questions, TJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, I closed the tab. Well, it doesn't matter because she was 17. It's okay. It's either 16 or 17. I pulled, I pulled up the tad. Victoria. Is, is, so if we were Victoria, do you think that our... Oh, Vic. There we go. Age of consent following the Crimes Act 1958 section 49B. Mm-hmm. 16 years old. Oh, okay. Right. So she was well into but it. This she was is, like super legal. This is really on her. Right to get married. Yep. That's No, that's the age of consent. That's what I'm saying, though. There Legal might be a age difference. of consent in Australia. She okay. wanted to finish school, though. Consensual sex varies between 16 and 17 years across Australian state and territory jurisdictions. For other sexual activities, the criminal legislation relating to different types of sexual behaviors and interactions varies across Australian jurisdictions. All that to say, she wanted to wait to get married, and he wanted to just kidnap her and take it. 
Yeah. For six days. For six days. Six days in the wilderness. It is naked. Also naked and afraid. So rather than pull out all the stops and like light candles or something and play saxophone music or whatever it is. It was 2008. Like, to like we had George Michael. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like why candles when you have starlight? You, or Michael. <laughs> <laughs> why light candles when you literally have starvation and mm -hmm. holes you can dig? We had Marvin Gaye. You could have played literally anything. <laughs> so many things. You could have played fucking ass. Ass, 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 You could have played that song. Yep. Weird, the the kidnapper left us this mixtape. Whoa, is this plan B in the middle of the forest? Oh my gosh. We're not really going to do this, right? Oh my gosh, are we doing this? Oh man! So that is the uh, story of Julian Bushwald or Bush uh, Bushwald Bushwald in the outback with I mean, his girlfriend wow. Caroline. It's a bold move, Julian. It's a bold That's move. I mean, he put off. it all on the line, mm -hmm. and it, then fish didn't what, bite. No, it the it, fish did not bite. She he did chummed not. that water, chummed it, and he chummed it and chummed it. I mean, did he? And that fish just did not bite. I don't. Are like we are we not shocked that he was shocked that making her feel like she was about to be buried alive Look, didn't I, put her in the mood? I already mm -hmm. said that I would have put out. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that puts women in the mood. I may have to ask my wife about that. Don't I would ask. No, no, no. no. Yeah. just no. kidnap her. No. And don't find ask, out. just do. Okay. No, that's that's sound logic as. I'm now four shots in and a mixed drink and some yeah. of Jess's mixed drink. No, yeah. put down your phone. Stop texting her. That's no. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it don't, right now. Nope. Get her. You nope. get that bitch. I'm not going to text her. I'm just going to nope. do it. Take her. Nope. Just take her into the woods and then you take her in the woods. If you know what I mean. Julian style. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, it's time for break. So the other day, I watched a horror film. A horror film, you say? Yes. Last week, I saw a film. And as I recall... It was a horror film? Correct. Now, this was called <laughs> Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Okay. Sounds like a hit. Okay. You guys remember Jeepers Creepers, right? Back in the day, Justin Ricky Long. Ricky doesn't. You still have Justin in it? I don't. It had Justin Long for the first one, but no more after that. Now, unfortunately, this movie, the first three, it... it the first one wasn't fantastic, right? But the second and the third gradually got worse. And Jeepers so. Creepers Reborn um, was quite possibly the worst horror film <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It was so bad. I was dying laughing at this film and not in a good way. In a laughing at it sort of in way? In a laughing at it. Not like with it. I could have acted better than 90% of these actors. Hold up. Yep. Have you ever seen a film called Alien Hunger? Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Is that no, when you're hungry, but for something not of this world? If you get a chance, <laughs> go ahead and uh, give that a little watch. I would Do you know what year it came out? Because I'm about I'm about to Google it. TJ probably knows. I think it was 2000, what, like 15-ish? That sounds oh, right. Oh, was that the movie you were in? <laughs> 2017. I don't know what you're talking about. It was in 2017. But there were some very stellar actors in this movie. Was Tony in it, too? Or my sister was perhaps in this film. 
Interesting. It's available on Amazon, but out of stock. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if you bought it, perhaps maybe one day someone you know might get paid. (laughs) So would anyone that you know have played the Girl by Fire or Jim Connor? I do personally know the Girl by Fire. (laughs) I do also... I know See, Jim Connor. He knows Jim Connor. Hmm. Pretty well, actually. Yeah. Okay. The guy was pretty cool, <laughs> if I remember correctly. So Let's all that see. to say, if Jeepers Creepers on his IMDb. was bad, mm. uh, I, I guarantee you this was worse. Because you. I've seen, I look, I'm literally looking at the IMDb rating of Alien Hunger, and it was almost double what Jeepers Creepers Reborn got. Yeah, I submitted like 50% of those ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Stage. All the world is one. <laughs> All the world is a stage. I love that. I love that. You know what? I, d- I don't love stages of cancer. You have stages one, two, three, and four. I don't think that was necessary to say. I don't think there's a stage five because I think you are done after four. Maybe. Um, on a lighter note. On a lighter note, you have stages that you perform plays. Sure. You can perform musicals and operas. You can. Magic tricks, like we just learned. Magic tricks. You know whose deals are magical? Oh, do I know? Do you know? I do. <gasps> Our sponsors. <laughs> we would like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft and Wizardry. Tilted Tinker is a company that makes woodcraft products. They make plaques with all sorts of, of hilarious sayings. Lots of sarcasm and underhanded insults. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories. That's right. And Everything is assembled by hand, all here in the United States. Made in the USA, and it is family owned. They are close friends of ours. That's the most I'll say. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. But they are fantastic, and we do love their products. We own many of them. I have personally purchased several items. Oh, yeah. When I get drunk, I buy a lot of their shit. It's pretty great. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. You can reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. Nice. You should go and you should buy something, listener, from their website because they're awesome. Mm-hmm. And they love us just like we love you. Jacob, we also have some discount codes from Tilted Tinker. We do. They were so amazing and kind to provide exclusive three shots in promo codes for their website, which give... 15% off your entire purchase. Wow, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And they provided two promo codes. You can make your purchase using the discount code HORSICA, H-O-R-S-E-I-C-A. That's HORSE, I-C-A. Or you can use Jacob McGuire. <laughs> Jacob is spelled J-A-C-O-B. McGuire, M-A-G-U-I-R-E. Wow. If you support Jessica more than you support me, use code Horsica. If you like me more than you like that bitch, go ahead and use Jacob McGuire. So I did something today. What'd you do? I made a purchase. Ooh, I'm actually excited about this. I know. I made a purchase. So I saw something on the news. Oh, I was so I was on Facebook. Okay. And I, I usually I just click the notifications button and then click like a couple of other buttons so that all the notifications disappear. 
Right. Right. Like you do. The reason why I leave them on is just because maybe I forget like a really close person's birthday or something. So I leave them on. Anyway, I'm clearing my notifications. It's no one's birthday today. If it's your birthday, I hate you. And so I'm just moving on. And then I click the little news button and I see something that really piques my interest. So much so that I Google it and I spend about 30 minutes on the clock finding out as much as I can about this exact thing. You might want to bleep that last part out about being on the Oh, I don't give a shit. And so eventually I come to this website where I'm able to make a purchase and I do it. And I ordered a Blu-ray movie. Oh no. They weren't socks. It, it wasn't your Bushman socks or whatever the Darn fuck. tough socks. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. I ordered a movie. Now, I ordered this as a gift. For? This is gonna be a gift for my co-host. Oh no, oh. you bought me a Nicolas Cage movie collection. I did not. Yes, you did. No, I that, did not. That yes, would have been a did. really good gift. I though. did not. What been. did you buy for me? I stumbled upon a news article that had me stumble upon many other articles until eventually I came across this film title. Okay. This is a film that was made in 2018. Uh-huh. Okay. That they tried to enter into horror movie festivals. <laughs> and it was declined. Ooh. Wow. Why? For three years. Because it's not really horror? For being too gruesome. What? what? That sounds awful. You know, I hate gory stuff. Until 2021, when some festival allowed it in and it won. Okay. This movie, they said, will never be released for streaming because they do not want to cut it. It is exclusively X-rated. What? what? It's that wow. gruesome? Yes. I don't want to see that. I didn't think X rating was still a thing. It is known. It is known. As the nastiest movie of the decade. And I bought it for you, Jessica. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's in the mail right now. No! It's coming for you and we're going to watch it. I don't want that. Oh, it's going to be horrendous. It has something to do with like hillbillies and shit. Oh, Ew. it's going to be horrible. I don't want to see Damn. it. Oh, it's going to be gross. I you movies. have to watch it because it's a gift from me, Jess. No, it's no, true. I You're don't. obligated. You are obligated. No, you are. You must. Yeah. You oh. must. You Hold wouldn't on. lift no. another. You're establishing a rule. Does that mean if I buy you something as a gift that you have to accept it and participate in it? And that we have to watch it together. Mm hmm. Yes. Okay. It's exactly what that means. Then it must I be Blu ray. I won't choose movies for you, I will choose video games for us to play. Oh, you whore. Can I be drunk? Deal. We're shaking right There now. are we two witnesses. Shook on it. They spit, are shaking. Wait, spit in your hand first. <laughs> no, not necessary. We can <laughs> see it from here. Stop it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I actually spit on the <laughs> you, you dirty whore. <laughs> Oh my God, the break is over. We're we're done reaching for fucking cookies. There's Oreos over there. You can't even eat them, Ricky. Why are you reaching for them? Uh, you I can't can even have- and I will, sir. You can't even have gluten. Eat it. Eat it right now. How about you spin the wheel now, okay? All right. Spin it. You just gotta stand up for it. Nailed it. He did pretty good. He did all right. He didn't even I, have to stand up. I feel like I did better. I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, like, between the two, you had to judge which is the better brother. All right, bigger brother. Uh, the one that doesn't have gray ass hair. Oh, older brother. 
Yeah. Oh, he doesn't, does he? No. No. I've got one. I've got one like white ah, gray uh-huh. hair somewhere in here. There it is. Sam keeps commenting yeah. on it. <laughs> and it's <laughs> pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> My one gray hair or white hair. Ooh, yeah. I mm. see that. It's right there. Anyway, the wheel. What did it uh, land on, Jake? You can possess anybody for 24 hours who is possess. it. Possess. Like, possess. Like, 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 like maybe like a ghost can possess someone or like a demon can possess. Basically, like you take over their body and control it for 24 hours. Obviously, is you're that, still in control in the mind. Are we assuming that? It yeah, says possess. Does yeah. that mean like own? No. We're going to we're going to say like 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 you possess like, them. Like take Dem- over their body. Yes. De- demonically. That makes yeah. more sense. Like being Malkovich. But it could be anybody. Oh, okay. Hmm. I mean, is Malkovich you brought, on I was going to say, is Malkovich available? Not, he's still on the table. No one's taking him. Hmm. I say whoever Ooh. thinks of their person first. I want to be ahead. John Cusack playing John Malkovich. Ooh. Does that mean you would possess John Cusack and through him make a movie where he plays John Malkovich? In 24 oh. hours? Yeah, something like that. Well, no, I've also, got a way better one, but it would be. Did I it think, say twenty four? I said possess. Oh, it says twenty four hours. hours. For 24, you have twenty four hours to do whatever you want with this person. Mm. Interesting. I got it. What the? I, I I would be a nurse, but not just any nurse, but specifically the nurses that do like the um like what is it the uh? <laughs> did they do that? Yeah, yeah, they do the the, the thing. The hand motions. The fluffer. Oh, they handle the like the, the baby juice? They handle the baby juices. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You mean and like in like a sperm bank or something? In a sperm bank thing. And I would just switch a ton of vials. And, uh, you know, so there'd be, you know. Surprise babies. Surprise babies everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then after 24 hours, I would just kind of, you know, hang around and watch uh <laughs> Watch different babies pop out of different people, and you wouldn't put your own little baby juice in there. Oh no 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 no! no I'm, I'm, I'm it wouldn't. It wouldn't be yours. It would be whoever <laughs> this man is. I mean, sure. that's a long wait for a joke. Oh, it would be so funny. Like that's though. nine months of you going, huh? Remember that twenty-four hours I was a nurse? Nine months. You act like people will fucking notice in nine months. This is like a. 20 year thing before the investigation comes to like a complete unless someone thinks they're inseminating themselves with an irish baby but it's actually like a nigerian baby Mm. Ah. like that's a difference you could tell right away right away and it would be pretty funny (laughs) that would be funny i like that one Mm -hmm. i like that answer see i was going more for like the blackmail factor so that's where i that's where my mind went first yeah i would take over ryan reynolds for 24 oh. hours. Okay. Oh, that's such a good one. Number one. Could I be Blake? Lively? I could be a shit poster. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I could My be a goodness. shit poster online with absolutely no recourse. I can say whatever I want to say and everyone just accepts it because I'm Ryan Reynolds, which is fun. Right. And that'd be my first like hour or two. Then I would install cameras <laughs> all over my bedroom. That's so fucked up. And then I would have the most erotic sex with Blake Lively, my what if wife. she's not in the mood, would you kidnap her? <laughs> I only have 24 hours. Listen, woods. I only have 24 hours. I wouldn't fuck this up. I would get her in the mood. Okay. okay. I mean, so, you're Ryan Reynolds. I'm Ryan yeah. I mean, come on. So she's in the mood. We do all sorts of things. She doesn't know why I keep like making these weird things. She doesn't know I'm posing for the cameras, right? <laughs> now, at the 22 hour mark, I download all these files and I send them 
to Jacob Fowler, some random dude, right? I have no idea who this is. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Send them to him anyway. Boom. I'm back into the Jacob Fowler body and I will be blackmailing the shit out of Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively because we did terrible things. But they seem so nice. We did. Oh, they're the nicest, which is why no one would believe that I would blackmail them. I feel like blackmailing Ryan Reynolds wouldn't really work because he would... Yeah, Black it would either end how? horribly like, or it would do, just be really, really funny. What would you even want them to do? Otherwise, I assume the consequence would be that you leak the sex tape to the oh, internet. I'm not asking for much. Every single movie that Ryan Reynolds makes, I want to be a character that dies in. Okay. That's it. I just want to die in his movies. <laughs> Cast me, kill me, give me 50 bucks, we'll call it even. I think you could probably do that just as like an extra. Yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure like you could just do that. Yeah, but I also got to fuck Blake Lively for like 20 hours. Yeah, but what you don't know is- 20 straight hours? <laughs> That's a long time. I'm Ryan Reynolds, don't, okay? Doesn't, don't they have kids? Jessica, he was the Green Lantern, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was the Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yuck. Yeah. So, question. Did your answer still stand if- I'm Blake Lively for that same 24 hours. Question. <laughs> Do you look like Blake Lively? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I think we have my answer, obviously. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jessica? I feel like I'd want to do something really mean, but like not... Like start the World War Three. No, 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 no. Something really petty and like mm. with not a lot of effect on the world. Just like and a, a, like a really big effect on just a, a small handful of people. So like shut off the power to Ryan Reynolds' house while he's <laughs> for 22 hours? Oh, that'd be horrible. I'd lose all my blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> all of it, gone. What a waste. Um, I feel like, you know how paleontologists in every, every movie or show or documentary where they find bones, it takes them like months to slowly but surely with like those tiny brushes and tiny little shovels and chisels and stuff, like get the bones out of the floor. just want to throw a whole bunch of dirt on top. <laughs> I just, just want to like smash them or something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what? You monster. So you're, you're some random like archeologist tech who- Loses his mind. Just fucking crushes all those bones. <laughs> Sorry Jessica. guys, I'm new. <laughs> Again. Whoops, oh, I'm tripping, I'm falling. Ah. I feel like you could actually do that now. Yeah. Like, no, but I don't want to go find them. If I had this know. opportunity where I could possess somebody, that means anyone in the world, and they would already be there, I wouldn't have to do the work to find if it. If you go to a museum and you shatter bones, that's a crime. Yeah. Sure. If you go to the source of where these bones were found and you break them. Uh -huh. While they're still being that's, dug out of the that mud. That is not a crime. No one owns those. Mm -hmm. Those are just bones in the ground. Yeah. Can I ruin something for you, Jake? Yeah. I watch a lot of how it's made. <laughs> uh, we're, we're all shocked yeah uh they have one on dinosaur bones all the ones you see in the museums sure they're all fake all i believe that for sure so yeah. smashing them is not a crime it is still illegal because it's vandalism right sure but it's not like, like and you're on private you're not property destroying history mm -hmm. by doing that well, it's no. kind of like Come the, on. Like everyone the declaration saw of independence isn't really the one on everyone display. saw national treasure we know 
that the Declaration of Independence I didn't want is to. in like nine different layers of safety and it gets like sucked down like mm-hmm. seven levels underneath the floor and it like does a whole bunch of twists and turns mm-hmm. and it gets locked into box on box on box, which is why stealing it is such a task. I mean, a task that only Nicolas Cage could complete. Looked fictionally easy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy. It, it wasn't easy, you but think it wasn't you could like, do that. No, he did it in Definitely. a runtime of like an hour and twenty-two minutes. No, a, you have no, to have been Nicholas false. Cage. He did it in like five minutes. That was like a small part of the movie. Oh, okay, you're true. And like he, he ran. If he could do it for in five minutes, end. I'm pretty sure it would take. I could do it. Like it would take me a little longer, like maybe seven. six minutes, six, yeah. six, seven minutes, six or seven. But I could definitely do it. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all answered right. Who you're gonna possess? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's everybody. So we only affected like three people. So you know, <laughs> the world keeps rolling. The whole world. True. We affect true. Ryan Reynolds. I have like his wife. Some who, neither one of them will have any memory. And of I, I give like the weakest blackmail in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I will show the world that the you and your wife reward. have sex, <laughs> unless you kill me in every single movie that you're in. Pretty I'm, sure if Ryan Reynolds ever hears this, he might just give you that anyway. I just want that. On that note, Ricky, yeah. it, is, it is your turn. You are the first up in the second half. Okay. It is time for your story about stage. So I went with staged coups. Oh, so you also added the D. I did. Okay. I like to add the, to throw the D in there when whenever possible. So the stoners add the Ds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Staged. Uh, That's why he's over so often, and I'm always told to leave the room, you know, when... He and Terry are together. Yep. Oh. Uh, can confirm. <laughs> Terry's very popular in this group. Around. All right. <laughs> Terry doesn't even like that. He told me. <laughs> uh-huh. So I, too, went with staged. Do you guys know what a coup is? More That's when you overthrow, like, a government? Yep. No, it's... Or a leader a bird. of some kind. Yep. Bird language. Of the coup. So well, not what, what do you mean, Ricky? So I mean... What you originally said, where you overthrow a leader okay. of some right. kind. Right. So okay. I went and looked for like government coups where, you know, a king was overthrown and like there's some interesting stories and stuff. And then I stumbled across a mutiny, which I think someone can still stage a mutiny. Right. So why didn't you just say that? Why did you say coups? Because that's, I had to take you along the journey. Why, well, but there the was journey a journey involved. started with staged. So Jessica, why didn't you just say staged? Jessica, there was a build. Okay. So I found a mutiny and boy. Isn't a mutiny take a place like on a ship? Take a place on a <laughs> ship. <laughs> yes. A mutiny take a place on a ship. There was a vessel in 1787 called the Bounty. So sailing ship, right? There was a captain by the name of William Bly who had a first lieutenant, lieutenant? I think they were called lieutenant. A first mate. First mate. And uh, basically what happened was the British Empire sent out the ship. They sent them to Tahiti. Uh, They sailed around Cape Horn. And apparently the captain was a bit of a dick. Okay. Right? And they get to Tahiti and they're apparently harvesting like breadfruit or something like that, which is a thing. What is that? I don't know. Does it taste like bread or is I it shaped like bread? I don't think so or that. I think it is. it fills you the way that bread does. Mm. Anyway, so, so they're waiting in Tahiti and some of the men 
get off the boat and they're, you know, having some fun in Tahiti. Sure. Like you do. Yeah. Well, the captain, not super jazzed about this. Okay. Reprimands some of the men who oh. apparently, uh, I think it's called like escaped a wall. I don't know. They left the ship. Didn't tell anyone. Deserter. There we go. Mm. That's the word. Okay. And he, instead of hanging them when they're found, whips them. Sure. Right. So he's oh. he's kind of being generous. Yeah, just a few not, lashes. Yeah, a few forty-eight to be specific. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he he gives them forty-eight lashes each, and apparently this frustrates the other men because any other captain would have hung them. Well, then one day a dispute over coconuts arose. Mm. Yes, that's not a euphemism. <laughs> no, that's a that's a serious argument. Some coconuts are larger than others. That's very true. Coconuts are very important. Mm-hmm. Captain Bly believed that the men had gotten into his coconut stash. Can't be doing that's that. That's unacceptable. So unacceptable. And so he reduced their rum rations. <gasps> nope. <gasps> Idiot. <gasps> Stupid captain. You can lash away. So dumb. You decrease those rum rations yes. and you will be mutinied, sir. So his How very, many hours? How many hours went by before the mutiny? Less than twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so he issues that order that night and storms off to his cabin when his friend, very close friend apparently, uh hold on, I gotta look up his name because I don't remember. Why what was it? It was right here. Dang it. I said it, Christensen. Hayden. Hayden Christensen. No, it wasn't Hayden Christensen. It was Fletching Christensen. Or Fletcher. Fletcher? Mr. Christensen, who is a very close friend of the captain. Okay. Is pretty unhappy with the- He likes rum, I'm sure. Coconut beat down. And he decides he's gonna leave. Well, a bunch of the crew come to him and say, hey, instead of leaving, why don't we mutiny? So less than 12 hours later in the morning, they sneak into Bly's, Captain Bly's room, bind him, tie him up, and they're prepared to set him adrift on like one of their little like lifeboat things. Okay. Rookie mistake. Right. Rookie they were going to send him with like two of his lieutenants and him on a little lifeboat that's built for 15. Well, apparently they seriously miscalculated the loyalty of the crew because when they said who would like to go with him, 30 of the crew members were like, yeah, we're not about this mutiny. We're not cool with this. We're going with him. Whoa. On the 15 person ship? On the 15 person ship. Well, they end up whittling the 30 down to 18, which you might notice is still way too many Mm, for a 15 person. Mm -hmm. Three too many. Yeah. They set them adrift and the rest of the mutineers who couldn't fit on the boat were like, or non-mutineers, the loyalists, were like, hey, we just, the captain, we just want to make sure you know that we're not cool with this. And he goes, don't worry, boys. I'll do you justice. So he sails off, right? He leaves the ship all over coconuts, mind you, leaves the ship. And apparently the 18 soldiers were given five days rations. That's important. In just a moment, you'll find out why. Okay. They begin sailing. Well, it turns out they could not have been sent with a more brilliant navigator. Hmm. Ah. Because he had actually sailed that entire area and mapped it himself. Like he was the guy who mapped it. And so he's like, don't worry boys, I got this. So they decide, hey, if we go to this island over here, we'll be safe, we can rest up for a little while and get to a place where we can you know, hail another British ship. So he goes there, instead of safety, they find cannibals. Oh, oh yeah. Kind of the opposite of safety. Yeah. Uh, the cannibals end up killing one of the 18 and they end up like escaping. 
it gets better. So he goes, okay, you know what? We're not going to land on an island. Yeah, can't get worse than cannibals. He goes, <laughs> okay, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, goes, Add that to my hey, map. Hey, I, I know that I'm a brilliant map maker, but I, I kind of missed that one. So then he decides, instead of stopping at any other islands, because that's obviously not working for us, we're going to sail 3,000 nautical miles on a rowboat built for 15 people that now has one less than 18. That's oh. 17. Well, plus him, plus like three or four lieutenants. Okay. Doesn't matter. So they sail, and apparently he navigated so skillfully and mapped it in his, because he had his captain's log with him. Yeah. The mutineers were like, here's your captain's log. And Here, like, have your journal. Other, yeah, have your journal. Have have a, a sextant, mm-hmm. which is a navigating tool. Mm-hmm. That's a very gentle mutiny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would have slaughtered that bastard in his sleep, right? For for messing with your coconuts? I would have slit his fucking throat and thrown him overboard and would have told everyone that he had the plague. Nope. So none of that happened. They sail 3,000 nautical miles and do it so skillfully that they actually used his captain's log as the first navigation through the Fiji Islands through the part of Australia, like across the Great Barrier Reef. He had been the first person to successfully navigate it and document it correctly. Wow. Wow. All while being on like a little lifeboat. With a bunch of dudes. With a bunch of dudes. Mm. So, and keep in mind, they had five days ration. <laughs> they had five days ration. And according to the captain's log, which he kept diligently, they were given half a pint of water a day and one ounce of bread a day. Meaning they had as much in their possession to ration it out. Like that was what they had per day for only five days. Yep. So, oh no, 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 I'm sorry. They had, they had enough for a normal ration for five days and they ended up rationing it out to that. Even more. Okay. Okay. Even more. That makes a lot more sense. So they end up, he ends up navigating them 3000 nautical miles successfully to islands that he was aware of. Mm -hmm. They land on the island. Non-cannibalistic. Non-cannibal islands. They end up, collecting mussels and like berries and stuff like this and end up getting all the way to the southern part of Australia to a British port to basically say, hey, take us back to England, right? So they go back to England, they fly back, or not fly back, but they they (laughs) sail back. They didn't have planes back then, it turns out. Uh, They sail back to England. There's a court, like a, a, what's it called? A a hearing. Mm -hmm. They find out, okay, this happened. We're gonna send a ship to go find the mutinous sons of bitches. Who those mutinous sons of bitches are going down. <laughs> sons of bitches are going down. So they send it out. There's no sign of them. Okay. Like they can't find them. They they, come, they gave away their navigator. What's that? No, no, no. Like and they send they send the Royal Navy to go no, find the ship. The mutineers. The mutineers their... got rid of their navigator, and so then what did they do? Oh, I'm getting to that. <laughs> oh, I'm because. There's basically no sign of them. They can't find them. So they land back in Tahiti. They find 10 of the mutineers. We're not all of them. So they capture them, put them in jail. They're sailing back to this British port in Australia and their ship runs aground and sinks. Oh. Yep, bad day to be a mutineer. So they release the mutineers onto lifeboats and they ironically navigate the exact same waters that the captain had just done through Tahiti to get back to this port. They make it. They end up shipping them back to Britain. There's like 10 of them. They find them guilty, obviously, of treason or of mutiny. Sure. Uh, They kill like half of them. They hang them. The others use their kind of political influence to be exiled, but not murdered. 
right? Okay. Back to Australia? Yeah, I was like right back to <laughs> Australia. Right back to Australia. So this is where the story gets interesting because the rest of the mutineers in the ship have no idea where they went. And basically they chalked it up to, they must have sank, they must have done something. They didn't just ask the 10 they captured? They didn't know. Oh. They said, hey, they dropped us off. We decided to leave in Tahiti. They sailed away. We have no idea what happened to them. Okay. 35 years later, a U.S. ship finds a tiny little island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and sets up anchor. And there's like a group of native people living there. They're okay. like fucking cannibals ate them. They're like, that's weird. What are these people doing here? This is supposed to be an uninhabited island. But they go, eh, fuck it. We're not interested. They sail away. <laughs> but 10 years later, a British ship lands there and they find that there is a group of natives. They look like Polynesian natives and one white dude huh. by the name of John Adams. Ah, mm. not not the John Adams you're thinking of, not, not like, Nicolas Cage John Adams who signed the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. Not like our, our former president. No. A while back. A, a while back? Yeah. Not him. Like a minute, a minute ago. A, a little bit. Minute. A hot minute. They find a man by the name of John Adams. They end up interviewing him, and he tells the story of what happened to the ship. Christensen. Hayden. Not him. Fletcher. We'll call him Fletch. Fletch, for the sake of Jacob's distraction, Fletch decided to take the ship and go back to Tahiti. But he realized, if I go back to Tahiti, we just mutineered. We just were mute mutants. We're mutants. Yeah, mutineers. mutants. Mutineers. We're mutineers. Mutineers. Mm, that's it. Him and the rest of the mutinians mm-hmm. decided that Tahiti's probably not the best place. So they sailed to one of the like deserted islands. They again encounter cannibals. Uh-huh. It doesn't go super well for them. So were they, they end the up landing deserts on that island. They were. <laughs> so they were tra- they were trying to like set up shop on this island. They were at war with the cannibals. They set up a full-on fort and did like had several skirmishes with the cannibals, decided it's not worth it, get back on the boat, they go back to Tahiti, and he's like, okay. What the fuck are we going to do? Because everyone's looking for this ship mm-hmm. that we just mutained. Sure. Uh-huh. And so they they go, you know what? We'll go back to Tahiti. And if we find ourselves a deserted island, we're going to need some women to help us sustain a culture. Mm. To, to pork. Right. To pork. Did yeah. they kidnap the women? So, Men can't kinda, have babies with each other. Turns out mm-hmm. that uh-huh. is the case. And Christensen learned that. Very quickly. The hard way. The hard way. So they land back in Tahiti and they decide to invite some of the Tahitians to a party on their ship. Like, here, come party with us. Like anyone was allowed? Just the ladies. Apparently. Come on. Yeah, it was like ladies' night. Ladies' night. (laughs) Ladies entered. No cover charge for ladies. No cover charge at all on this ship called the Bounty. Well, then, in the middle of the party, he ordered that the ship cast off and just sail away. With nice. the women on With there. all of the women's. Well, I learned that they, they won't say no. You're on a ship. <laughs> There's nowhere for you to go. It's true. You can say no, of but course, you won't. Because of the implication. And let me tell you, that is what they believed. <laughs> oh, that's because, so sad. Because they decide to sail to an actual uninhabited island and build huts and set up a culture. So they build their huts and they go, you know what? It's working pretty well here. So they sink the ship. Their mm-hmm. only way off Their the only way off this uninhabited island. Okay. And they set up and start making copies. Making wow. copies. copies. They start having babies and start a full-on fucking culture 
in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on this uninhabited island. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So Christensen, apparently they set up a very, um, we'll call it chauvinistic culture, mm. where basically men were seen as superior, women were seen as nothing more than sex slaves that were passed around from husband to husband. Sure. Interestingly enough, Christensen had a son on the island whose name was Wednesday, October. Guess when he was born? Was it a Wednesday in October? It was a Thursday in oh? September. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. It was a Wednesday in October, <laughs> of course. Uh, Wednesday, October, Christensen. They basically continued living there to live out their days. Well, some of them got sick and died, and sure. the culture went back and forth because the women were slightly less enthusiastic about the way that the right. culture had been set up. And yeah. so there was like, not a, not mutiny, I guess, at that point, because they're on land, but a staged coup, perhaps. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, oh. Bringing it back. Oh. Okay. Bringing it back. They attempted to like escape. They were like building boats and stuff to get off the island, and it didn't work. So they just continued to live on this island until they were discovered by these British ships where John Adams was the only surviving member of the mutineers. And Why he didn't they just kill him? Everyone else was literally the descendants of well, the mutineers. Well, because if he was gone, maybe all the peen was gone too. Mm. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. Everyone else hating. was the descendants. He was. That means he was the oldest person there. Mm -hmm. He was. And he set himself up as like a faux governor of the island. And when the British ships found him, he obviously didn't super want to leave and go back to Britain because, you know, he was a mutanian. Right. Mm -hmm. And eventually they, they said, okay, we'll pardon you if you give us like your testimony, tell us what happened, all of this stuff. So they basically rescue these people, take them back to Britain. These poor Polynesian women. These poor Polynesian <laughs> women who don't like the big city in London mm. and move back to the island where they basically set up a like a sanctioned culture under the British Empire. Sounds like Fiji. Sounds it's like kind of like Hawaii. Fiji. It's called... Is it still around today? That island is still around today. It has a population of approximately 66 people. Oh, wow. Uh, the government of Australia, New Zealand, and Britain have done several investigations and found that the chauvinistic culture carried on and now in that culture, women, once they hit the age of 12, are considered eligible. Marrying age. No, that's the age of consent. Oh. Marrying doesn't really happen. Ah. Once you hit the age of 12, you are considered fair game for any man who can take you. I see. The mayor and several other men on the island ended up being guilty of rape Obviously. Yeah. So they set up a prison. Kidnapping, and in 2006 rape. to 2016 served a prison sentence on the island in a makeshift prison that they set up. <laughs> this was recent. Wow. So you might ask yourself, what happened to Captain Bly and those 18 souls? Well, 17 souls. Yeah, what happened mm -hmm. to them? They made it back to Britain, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. They end up doing a full investigation. While back in Britain, like shortly after, within a few weeks of them landing, like half the party dies of random diseases and fevers and things like that. Like the just cause, just cause, because that's apparently what you did back then was to mm. die of fever. I mean, yeah, huh? You'd spent forty day, forty eight days on the island, so I guess it was twelve total surviving members. So there was eighteen 
regular crewmen plus lieutenants and plus the captain, all these things. One of them is dead by cannibal. Yep. Mm. Yep. Apparently, uh, when they were trying to escape the cannibals, they were throwing their clothes overboard in the water. To try to go faster? To like, no, (laughs) to distract the cannibals. Like, here, stab my shirt instead of me. Because they're, as far as I know, aren't wearing clothes like we do. So maybe they're seeing it and maybe it's like trying to trick them into thinking people are jumping off the ship. Couldn't you just like sail away and if they were swimming towards you and manage to like start climbing up on the ship, start like paddling them? I guess not. Well, like, they had cutlasses. They had swords because at some point, apparently, would you argument, not have stabbed a cannibal? I super would have. Right. Well, yeah. If they're that's a legal kill on a kill cannibal. you or eat you, then yeah. <laughs> but they're like hucking spears at you. I mean, there's yeah, much you can do with yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, they have ranged attacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's blocked, just like that. They don't have shields. Maybe how, they have how, a negative. No, that's with block. my. That's with my saber. How was that? The spears coming in. I go like this. Yeah. Boom. So wow. you just ricochet like that. it. Ricochet off your. Yeah. So so you move your arm. With a sword from what a lower it? position to a higher position, and that blocks the the spear. Right. I'm holding my sword like yeah. sideways, right? Yeah. Just at uh-huh. the ready. Yes. No, I'm, okay. And okay. it's coming right here, and I go, chink, and I send it off. Okay. Just like that. But if you send it off, isn't that just going to ricochet into one of your other crew members? That's not my problem. Perhaps the that, guy who no, died. No, no, no. That is, that is domino, not my problem. A domino of people ricocheting until it ends up like somewhere it's not dangerous anymore. Uh-huh. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes have a you, lot Have of you sense. seen 300? I feel like you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> a historical documentary. Yes. Yes. So like half the people died right after they got saved and rescued. And uh, Captain Bly ended up being court-martialed like eight months later for a completely different reason. Just, oh. For what? Uh, they didn't say. Uh, basically, he was found not guilty of, you know, doing anything wrong. Maybe to, to warrant a mutiny. He wanted his own Polynesian woman. Maybe. Mm. But Went out and the reality one. is this island still exists today with like 50 people living on it or 66 people is the population. And they have this super weird culture because it all stemmed from a group of mutanians. Yeah. I just thought that was a crazy story and like that it went all the way into today. And that's yeah. down in like by Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was just crazy. It started with a mutiny and ended with, uh, you know, rapists serving time in 2015. Jesus Christ. 2015. Yeah. That's so wild. That's that is thing. wild. The mayor served time recently. But on his own little island. Yeah, on his own little island in a makeshift prison. That he made? That he that funded? he probably made and funded. <laughs> and not to mention, like, you got 10 years. Also, he probably had women coming in his cell every night. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's more like like Martha Stewart, where she's just kind of like at home. Like a white collar prison. Yeah, a white collar prison, but <laughs> not collars. Like, like yeah, she but, still played tennis and golf every day. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Ricky. You're welcome. That was fun. That was a very interesting story. You kept me uh, on the edge of my seat. Kind of some twists and turns in there, wasn't there? A lot there? of twists and turns. Yeah. Mutinies and whatnot. Shenanigans, really. You know? Ship nanigans. Oh, All right. Oh, 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 and breadfruit. Let's look I mean, straight up cannibals. I love a ca- good cannibal story. Right. I want to look up breadfruit. What is that? I looked it up. The inside it? of it looks like sweet potatoes. Yeah. But like as hard as sweet potatoes, but it like- kind of looks like cantaloupe if it was. You don't like, like sweet potato? Had no. the consistency of an uncooked potato. TJ, what the shit? And it's uh, spiky on the outside and green. It's spiky? Yeah, it's okay. spiky. Like a pineapple? It. No. I understand. I'll show you. Oh, oh, that looks like a testicle. 
Oh, I want to see. You that. might want to see a doctor, buddy. Oh my god, that, that was normal, right? It should not be what your testicles look like. Oh no. my, that's totally normal. I mean, that's pretty testicly to me. It's so weird. So it's my turn. It's the time that I get to speak now. Finally, it Jacob, is. You are a wonderful human being, and you can't cut the fact that I called you a wonderful human being because you said I could call you whatever I wanted, and you wouldn't cut it. Sweet, gentle boy. Just so wonderful. So I'll be talking (laughs) all about superstitions that are on stage, specifically in the theater. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. There's obviously number one, but we're going to skip past that and we're going to start number five and go work our way up. So has anyone here heard of the gypsy robe? Gypsy robe? Robe. No. No, I haven't. And I've been on, I'm a stage person. Mm -hmm. Well, you were never on Broadway. That's... Mm. Mostly true. Yeah. So anyway, in Broadway, apparently every season they nominate a gypsy robe. And this person is like on opening night in Broadway. The it's happens to be the chorus member who has the most chorus credits. So basically just the oldest bitch there. Okay. Gets the gypsy robe and everyone celebrates with the gypsy and the new gypsy is given the robe by the former gypsy, the old gypsy. Now this new one wears it. They walk around the stage three times in a circle. People of the cast members, they touch the robe and they get luck from it. And the new gypsy then has to go and visit every single dressing room in order to bless the show. And before this robe is passed on to the next gypsy, the current one has to add a souvenir of the show. So they sew in some sort of prop or whatever. Sure. into the robe and then it's passed on and this is a legitimate thing that has happened for a long time there are actually some gypsy robes that are on display at the smithsonian whoa that's right that's legit it's been, it's been going on for a long time hmm. uh number four the ghost light the ghost that i have lot. heard about yes so at the end of the evening right the last person that's in the theater is supposed to leave well back in the day but supposed to leave a light bulb in the center of the stage and that's called the ghost light Now, it's supposed to appease all of the ghosts that live in the theater because, of course, ghosts live in theaters. And they're appeased by light bulbs. And Mm. the light that's on stage gives them light so they can perform. Oh. Right? And they can enjoy themselves during the evening. Um, Now, it does suit a, you know, somewhat of a practical purpose in that, like, you know, these bitches get real dark when the Mm. lights are off. And now... There's one little like nightlight on, and so anyone who's interacting there in the middle of the night can kind of see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So it does serve that purpose, but it actually happens still today. Uh, Not so much as a light bulb in the middle of the stage, but like they'll leave one light on. One light on, yeah. Somewhere on the stage at all times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Theater nerds, is that still a thing? Yeah. No, can confirm. Mm -hmm. Ricky and TJ would know. The theaters that. that I have worked in have always had some kind of ghost light going. Look at that. It's even called the ghost light. Oh. I didn't, I never knew why, though. Well, there you go. Now, now you know. know why. Yeah. Now you know why. Uh, number three. So another superstition is telling an actor to break a leg. Mm-hmm. Right? On opening night, opening night, you never tell them good luck. And now this has a couple of theories as far as the origin goes. Okay. The first would be old ass England. Actors were sometimes thrown money after a good performance. So they would kneel down to pick up the coins. Therefore breaking their leg. They would break the straight posture that they had to pick up the coins. I don't like that one. Sounds like a stretch. That's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Another one Mm -hmm. comes from when 
curtains that were on the side side of the stage were called legs. They still are. Still are, apparently. There we look at that. And if an actor were to, quote, break a leg, they would cross in front of the legs, which are the curtains, onto the stage to perform that evening. And then they would have, you know, been paid and acted and whatnot. So that was breaking the leg, was breaking the barrier of the curtain. Backstage to on Backstage stage. to on hmm. stage. Yes. That was or one of the theories for the origin of it. Anyway, no one actually knows. There's no like specific fucking thing. It's just a thing that people say. I like the last one because they still are called legs and you break the leg when you cross in front of it. So I had never made that connection. Well, why would it be another way to say good luck? Like, well, you're not telling them good luck. You're telling them break a leg. Like, hey, go perform. Go perform. Don't be a pussy. Hey, do your fucking job. (laughs) Dance, (laughs) monkey, dance. Number two, no whistling in the theater. Okay. So. This is considered bad luck specifically in England. And the reason why is because back in like the 1600s, when theater was a thing, you know, Shakespeare and all that shit, uh, sailors were actually working on the ropes and the riggings and the knots and stuff because they knew how to do it all. And they would cue each other with whistles. So if someone in the audience were to whistle while the show was going on, it would confuse the the sailor, the stagehand, might confuse that if you had whistled a cue, they might, you know, drop something here so that it does something over there or whatever. And it could do some unfortunate things. Okay. Obviously today that's not a thing because there's like headsets and you know, English. And so none of that happens. They have cues, you know? I, yeah, I never heard of that. Yeah. I didn't know it was, but apparently no whistling is still a thing Mm. in the theater. Number one. Number one. Number one. Saying, I'm just kidding, I can't do that. <laughs> so number one. Do the rest of it like that. Is a very obvious one that everyone knows. Saying Macbeth in the theater is supposed to curse the entire production, right? Is it just once? It's not like Beetlejuice? Apparently, if you say the name Macbeth. He doesn't fuck around. <laughs> it curses the whole production if you are an actor on stage in a production or whatever. Okay. I never knew that. Yeah. Interesting. So today... If you try to look up Macbeth, which I did, you will find that everyone refers to it as, quote, the Scottish play. And it's so that they don't say Macbeth because they're scared. They're little pussies. I'm not scared. I'll say Macbeth all I want. They also call it the Bard's play or even Mac B, right? Sounds like a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) So this whole curse dates way back to when Shakespeare wrote the play, they thought that perhaps Shakespeare had given the witches in the play an actual spell, right? And they said some actual spell shit and that a coven of witches had seen the play and got like uber pissed off and cursed the motherfuckers. That's where the original curse is said to have come from. Good old Mackie B. Now, if anyone anyone knows about Macbeth and the play, it's Uh, some dude. this, this is a production, please. Some dude gets a fortune told to him that he's going to become king and shit and whatever. And so then he becomes king and he's like, oh, like I'm dope as shit or whatever. And then like all these stupid ass things that the witch also said come true. Kind of, sort of. It's whatever. Everyone dies at the end. And literally everyone's Spoilers. Dead. Whoa. Seriously. So opening night of Macbeth. Mackie the B. tragedy of Macbeth. Is Mackie, Mackie B. Known, Mackie B. Ma- of Mac B. Okay. The actor, this is back in the 1600s, so there were only dudes on stage, 
There were no women. So the dude that was playing Lady Macbeth dropped dead. Whoa. I don't know where. Was he trying to do the bullet catch? <laughs> you know what? There is no statement of a bullet catch back in 1606. So we can't rule it out. But we can. We definitely can't rule it out. I don't know when guns were invented. Maybe but someone just like threw a piece of metal at him mm-hmm. very fast. <laughs> he just launched a little, little metal marble right at his forehead at lightning speed. Anyway, so he died and Shakespeare apparently himself had to step in to oh. take over the role. Now, apparently there have been multiple really unfortunate things that happened during the production of Macbeth. Mackie B. Mackie B. So in specifically in 1849 in New York, there was the uh, Great Astor Place Riot. Now, believe it or not, because I had no idea what this was about, so I read more into it. An argument started about the old production of Macbeth and the new revamped one. Okay. Some people liked the old one. Some people liked the new revamped one, the new 1849 version. (laughs) The updated version. And so an argument ensued. Modern version. Which turned into a riot, Uh. which left 25 people dead and hundreds injured. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's, I mean, the 1800s version of like people getting fired up about a Lakers game, isn't it? I mean, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Flashing forward to 1947, uh, actor Harold Norman was mortally wounded in a sword fight during a performance of Macbeth, of Mac B, as you would. Mackie B. And then he died. Was in the he, hospital. Was he trying to catch the Just sword? Just later. <laughs> he didn't try to catch the sword. Mm. There was another production back in the early 1600s that I unfortunately left out in my notes that uh, one of the characters during the production gets stabbed with a dagger and dies, mm-hmm. right? And in the show, they someone accidentally replaced the prop dagger with a real dagger and really did stab the man and killed him. Oh. The old Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Is that hey. what it's become? Hey, go ahead and remember that, okay? <laughs> oh, no! No! 1964, a fire burned down the National Theater in Lisbon, Portugal, while Macbeth was being shown. Okay? Oh. Maybe. Maybe these are coincidences. Maybe not. I don't know. 1980, a production of Macbeth. Macbeth. Uh, was referred to, this is this was at The Old Vic, okay? It starred Peter O'Toole, right? Oh. Sounds like a cool dude. Whoa. He was, it, this this production was referred to as McDeath. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, that's a D, like dog, not B, like Why boy. don't they just call it that? Why can't the McDeath. code name be that? That's way cooler. Yeah, it is way cooler. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, it wasn't called McDeath because there were death, deaths involved. Yeah. Uh, it was called McDeath because it was reviewed so badly that the theater company actually disbanded after the play. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they bad. couldn't have been in great shape before the play if they yeah. disbanded directly after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it must have been like, a oh, you know, this is our last chance to be popular. Let's do Macbeth. Well, eventually they decided to turn Macbeth into an opera. Um, and the first time that the opera tried to do its whole thing... Um, the opening night, the performer did not do well, and the whole thing closed. But in 1988, the Bulgar- Bulgarians decided to take it up, and they were going to do the opera justice. Like musical version. That's right. And so the singer, coach, and translator, Bancho Banchevsky, okay? Okay. Who was 
there to uh he coached all the singers sure. for the opera uh-huh. um he killed himself opening yeah. night oh. of, oh my of the opera that's right well his job was complete mm. well hold on because he killed himself during the nationally broadcast matinee of the opera of macbeth Mackie B. he threw himself backwards from a balcony railing <gasps> at new york's metropolitan opera house in lincoln square Oh, wow. That's right. He killed himself on national television back in 1988. Hardcore. Wow. I mean, that's that's the most metal way. (laughs) If you're going to do it. If you're going to do it, do it right. Do it right. So do you guys know Ari Aster? No. No. Mm -mm. He is the director, producer, writer that made Hereditary and he made uh, Midsommar. Midsommar. Horror movies. If you don't like Mm -hmm. them, you don't like them. Anyway, so apparently... He was asked about William Shakespeare's Macbeth or tragedy of Macbeth. And he said that he doesn't believe in the superstitions or whatever. And he, you know, quote, smugly announced the name Macbeth. And then he didn't respect it. As soon as he said that one of the lights in the next shoot exploded. Was it the ghost light? So he was scared. I don't know. He was filming. He was filming hereditary. Uh-huh. And one of the lights on stage after he there had mean, an interview there where could he have been other reasons. said Macbeth, the light exploded. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. So in the 90s, we Americans, we decided to make a movie. Okay. We would call this movie Macbeth. What? And for some reason, we cast Alec Baldwin. Oh, <gasps> no. Uh, oh, no. Now, during the production, Alec Baldwin somehow sliced open the hand of another actor who was playing Macduff, who's another like major yeah. character. Uh-huh. So weird, right? Alec Bond wouldn't do sort of thing, right? He right. wouldn't he He's, wouldn't accidentally he hurt anyone on set. Never hurt anyone on set. Yeah. Now the last one. I told you guys I was gonna go out with a bang and here it is. At the ninety fourth Academy Awards. Now I hope you know when that was. I was three Was it nineteen ninety four? Nope. It was like four months ago. <laughs> Oh. It was the most recent. Okay. It was the 94th oh, Academy Awards. I thought you said, I did also think you said Wait, 94. Was that, was that the slap? No, the 94th. Oh, gotcha. The slap did occur. Oh, okay. At that one. Okay. So Denzel Washington was actually in a movie recently called The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And apparently it won something or was nominated for something or what the fuck ever. Okay. No one gives a shit. No one's going to watch it. That's why Denzel made it. Okay. <laughs> so Chris Rock was on stage. I vaguely remember that congratulated Denzel Washington on his performance, even saying you did a great job during Macbeth. You're not supposed to say Macbeth on stage. Mm. Chris Rock (laughs) did not think this through. He said (laughs) Macbeth out loud and not two minutes later, Will Smith walked up on stage (laughs) and slapped him across the face. All of that to say, apparently Chris Rock suffered the curse of Macbeth. <laughs> wow. Uh, basically, that whole thing was a joke because, like, theater superstitions are lame as fuck. Yeah. And I think they're all stupid. There it is. It was fun, right? Those, that was... There's been plenty of deaths because of the curse of Macbeth, apparently. Yep. There That's have cool. been sailors that I'm sure dropped shit on people because they heard a whistle. <laughs> yep. Give a little whistle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now you know why people break a leg. I knew I had heard that. We, I didn't know the thing about Macbeth. We know allegedly why. You understand the ghost light? Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. And you have now heard of the gypsy robe that apparently all broadcast all Broadway fucking productions do, which maybe I don't fucking know. Mm. I don't know. 
Cool. Thanks, Jake. Oh, you're welcome. Wonderful. Anytime. Wonderful. That means it's time to spin the wheel one last time. <gasps> yep. Yay. That's true. You know what, Jess? I was going to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Where did they come from? <laughs> Where did this audience come from? You know what, Jess? <laughs> I was going to do it, but I think I'm going to allow you to do it. I think I want... So I didn't even finish my sentence, but I was going to say, I think I want you to do it, but thanks for waiting. You're welcome. Okay. Well, here we go. You must select one celebrity to be Supreme leader of the United States. Who is it? Now I'm imagining this is like a Keanu Reeves. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking like a Kylo Ren Supreme leader type of shit, you know? Oh, like they're a dictator? Kind of. If you're a supreme leader of the United States, like they're going to be our dictator. If anybody's going to be a dictator, I want it to be Keanu Reeves. Interesting. He'd be such a reasonable one. He would be, right? He would still travel on the buses and subways. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm. You're reminding me of sad Keanu. Passing out cake on his own birthday. Think about his explanation of a good day. Yep. He's got some good ideas. He's got some great ideas. He does. He's a philosopher for sure. Wow, Keanu Reeves. How do you top Keanu Reeves? You don't. I win. Mm. In Supreme Leader of the United States. You don't. I you know win. what? You know what I'm going to do? This could be terrible. It probably or, will be. Or it could be great. Okay. But it's a risk that I'm willing to take. Okay. <laughs> For the sake of our country. That's right. Jerry Springer. Wow. Is he still around? What's he doing now? He's technically still alive. I thought yes. he killed himself. He's technically still alive? <laughs> yeah, he is. So Jerry what do you Springer. Mean technically? Is he on life support or something? We don't ask questions. So Jerry Springer would be Supreme Leader of the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, absolutely, no one would cheat on their spouse because he will expose it. Expose them. That's right. I was going to say fight you. But also, at the same time, you could flash your tits at any government official and they would throw you beads. Is that what they do on Jerry Springer? They do. If you flash your boobies, Jerry throws you beads. Oh. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. So it's, like, so it's like every day's Mardi Gras, basically. Yeah, kind of. Did he just do that so that he could look at boobies? Probably. Okay. But he was sophisticated. I mean, if you, you know. had a TV show, wouldn't you do the same, Jessica? No, I can look at boobies whenever I want. Anyway, Jerry Springer, like I said, could be really bad. For the United States. <laughs> I mean, probably will probably be. Will like, be but really but could be awesome. Yeah, but like like if you had to throw percentages on those two things. 80-20. That's, yeah. that's a bold claim. <laughs> I, I take those odds. All right. Electing to be like leader of the world, you said? Uh, well, technically, yeah, but just the United States. Just of the United States. Yeah. Um, I think I'd elect Dave Chappelle. Oh. oh. David Chappelle? No. Wow. Dave. Okay. I could see him doing... The job of supreme. Oh my leader. God! That's the only pre- only supreme leader slash president that I would tune in for the State of the Union. Is <laughs> Dave Chappelle? Oh yeah. oh yeah, that'd be amazing. RTJ, um, I think I would really like to hear Marky Mark just give like a State of the Union. Oh, at the same time, I think Terry Crews would do it better. I thought oh. about Terry Crews. Like realistically, Terry Crews, but I would love to hear Marky Mark just go up there. Hey guys, we're gonna finish this up. You know. And, uh, all right, thanks. Say hey to your mother for me. Say hey to your mother for me. Dude, Terry, but on Halloween, Terry Crews would definitely be Herbert Wayne oh, Camacho, 100%. Mountain Dew Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Herbert Mountain Dew Camacho. 
Yeah. Elizondo. Elizondo. Fuck, where the fuck? I don't, there's so many names. <laughs> names just keep popping up. <laughs> Dwayne Elizondo Herbert Mountain Dew Camacho. <laughs> Sounds like your next D&D character. Dude, he's incredible, and you know he would be him every Halloween. Yep. Yeah. He just walk outside just fucking shooting his saw machine gun. Gatorade mm. pouring awesome. all over his garden. That's what mm. plants crave. So. It is. It's electrolytes. It is. Yeah. 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 I mean, think about it. Like every public school would have like a stack gym. Like, oh yeah, we'd all have like really good like food regiments, and you know, oh, know how to take true. care of ourselves. That's true. That would be like like a federally funded thing, like healthcare. But you mm-hmm. would at home for at home gyms and art class would be a legitimately funded thing. Did you know he's a actually like very talented artist? Well, yeah, he's sculpting yeah. that 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 sweet body. Did. He's also every an amazing day. dancer. <laughs> so before oh, yeah. he was an actor, Terry Crews was a oh. courtroom artist. Oh, I was talking about. Uh, he was Marky a courtroom Mark. artist, oh. and now on his Instagram, he draws random celebrities and like with a pencil, like time lapses his shit. And it's fucking perfect every time. That's, that's amazing. At the same time, if I was in court and I looked over and Terry Crews was like Drawing sketching you. things, of like, like maybe a little intimidating. Like, oh fuck, I'm I'm going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> realized The Rock as president and Kevin Hart as VP <laughs> would also be a pretty good combination. No. Kevin Hart as president <laughs> <laughs> with The Rock as VP. The Rock as VP or the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Chappelle is president and Bill Burr is VP. Oh, oh, damn. That's fine because the Ooh. vice president really doesn't have any power. No, but no. he would talk some shit. But, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> What's that over here in Europe? Joy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Jess? Did everyone, everyone named their everyone went. leaders? She everyone said, went. She said Dave Chappelle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went with the obvious choice. Keanu Reeves. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. And, oh, shit. I forgot I went for the fucking shot in the dark. Jerry Springer. You said Jerry Springer. <laughs> That's right. Yes, you did. That's right. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves Jerry. Jerry. Well, if you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. It can be shared with absolutely anybody. You can share it with the local Girl Scout squad. Any, you no, can not share them. It. Please, no children. But anybody you think would get a good laugh and would enjoy hanging out with us, thank you for joining us this time. Please visit our website at threeshotsin.com. That'll show you links to all of our social media. We do go live on Instagram at 5 o'clock most Fridays. Um you can also find links to our PayPal. You can make us one-time donation. Give us $1, $5, $1,000, a $1,000,000, whatever you want to give. Fill up we will our take inter- all of it. Fill up our internet tip jar. Or you could visit our Patreon, where we have many more things to offer you and many exciting things on the way. That's correct. That's including Three Shot Cinema, where we will be talking next about the movie Men. Men. Starring... Depressed Frankenstein from Penny Dreadful. Emotional Frankenstein from Penny Dreadful, whom I hated. Yeah. But he's a really good actor. And he was still a really good actor in Men. Rory you know? something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He was great. Anyway. I guess. It's a movie. You know? It it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It's just a movie. It was bad. And we watched <laughs> it so that you didn't have to. We did. So we'll talk all about that on the next episode of Three Shot Cinema. We also have Three Shots in Presents, where we'll be talking all about... Fucking dinosaur sex story or something, I think, right? Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer. There we go. By Said the same Faust. thing. Yes. Yeah, no, we may have to change the name. We probably will have to because we don't want to get, you know, sued by 
the author yeah. of a 22 page book. Yeah. You know, who cares? Anyway, all of that's to say, thanks for joining us guys. Yeah, Ricky, thanks. TJ. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys for are us. incredible. We love having you here. I know. Wow. It's so great. <laughs> so great. It's such a joy. It is. It's a joy. Yeah. Join us next week. Oh, for the last episode of season three, the very last episode. And I need to say, um, make a special announcement. This episode was actually our 100th. Oh, congratulations, boys. You made it. I feel genuinely honored to be part of this. The 100th episode. That's awesome. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, stop it. Where did they they all come from? Oh, my gosh. Wow. So Thank many people. you guys. Wow. Mm. My God. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I only got one curtain call. There's only one curtain call, but whatever. You know. mm. All whatever. right. Yeah. So next episode is the last one. It is. And I hear one very popular guest is making an appearance. I heard that as Two. well. Steve Boucher. I, I heard that as well. We will not be saying names nor uh. saying topics. Steve We're going to leave it all as a mystery because I think that would make it a lot more fun. It would. So join us next week for the finale. Of season three. It's not really finale. It's just kind of like the last one, you know? Starring it, Justin Bieber. Yeah, there's not really like big fireworks or anything. It's literally just the last one. It's the very last one um, until sometime in December, TBD. Yeah. But that will also be our very last Three Shots Live. So please follow us at Three Shots In Podcast on Instagram and join us Fridays at five. Well, this Friday at five. Also, don't forget to tune in to our Instagram, November 20th. That is a Sunday. At somewhere between 8 and 9 p.m. Because we will be going live and taking a shot at, you guessed it, my wedding. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. We're going to do it. And you better join us or you're dead to me. Bye, everybody. I love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Intense Why looking. Are you giving me those eyes? That's how that's how Professor X looks at people. No, he doesn't. That's how he would look at you as Ryan Reynolds fucking you <laughs> <laughs> while while you're Blake Lively. Like you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> we both know what this is. <laughs>